Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Off in the distance, the game's dragging on. There's strikes on the batter, some runners are on. Then suddenly, everyone's looking at me. My mind has been wondering what could it be They point to the sky and I look up above And a baseball falls into my glove I play right field It's important you know You gotta know how to catch You gotta know how to throw That's why I play in right field Way out where the dandelions grow As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great Making it great Oh, hi podcast listeners There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds Podcast You can subscribe on iTunes You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6-NERDS-5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Brian. No, that's this is my announcer voice, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Should I do this as my real self? Oh, shucky darn. Hi, this is Brian Cummings. You're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Okay, do it straight. Hi, this is Brian Cummings, and actually you are listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Send money and real estate. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Pop Culture Con, Denver, Colorado. I am Ryan. With me is Zach and unofficially the, no, just kidding, uh, <laughs> Brad, and all the way from Copenhagen, Brandon. What's up? Talking to the mic. Good. I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Long time no see. You might remember from episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nine? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon is in town because, see, he is in Copenhagen because he's an American citizen. Now, he's only allowed to stay in Copenhagen for so long because there's a thing called a... Maybe we shouldn't brag. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a huge dick, but whatever. <laughs> okay, no one listens to this show but us. Okay, good. <laughs> um, no, welcome, Brandon. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> uh, Brandon and I go way back. Um, we went to Blockbuster all the time. Seventh grade? What were we? Seventh grade? Yeah. Yep. And we would pick the uh, worst horror films at Blockbuster and watch them. <laughs> and then I get them now, like on Blu-ray, you know, like Jack Frost and um, oh, yeah. things like that. And they're not quite as good as you remember them. But, uh, Repre- sometimes. Leprechaun, Ernest, Scared, Stupid. Yep, those are a couple of them. <laughs> you know what I mean, Vern? Uh, Brandon, what is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> no. Uh, Go- the, the questions Goonies. get harder as the day goes on. <laughs> um, Goonies, maybe. Uh, Goonies, um, Top Gun, uh, Weird Science. 
Yeah, Brandon is a product yeah. of the 80s, yeah. uh, so he really likes that kind of stuff. What is it about Top Gun that you like? Um, the airplanes. Am I pretty good at this? Uh, you're the best in a movie ever had. Just riveting. Brandon's not alone. That's the only reason I like it. <laughs> so I, I looked it up. Uh, he was actually deep into the show. 118 for uh, Insidious 2 is the last time you were on. Uh, and the only time you were on. Sweet movie. That was actually, those are the, go- those are the best l- latest horror movies, I think. Yeah, but you also talked about how much you like It, the new It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, a, as a, far as a remake goes, I think it was pretty good. Uh, how do you feel about the new Venom, Brandon? The Venom I was okay, I think. <laughs> it was Predator that I hated. <laughs> how did you feel about Predator? I Brandon? hated it. <laughs> what, what about it did you not like? I have no idea. The whole thing. was like I didn't like how little thought they put into any of it. It sounds like they just had <laughs> three... Three dudes sitting around saying, we could make a movie. <laughs> what movie kind of movie do you want to make? I don't know. <laughs> what about The Predator? I think they should remake uh, Goonies. Yeah? <laughs> big, big big Goonie fan? <laughs> who, who would you cast as, as the new Goonies? I don't know. The Stop whole, asking me questions. <laughs> the whole cast of the remake of it. <laughs> so, yeah, Brandon does like movies. Um, he just doesn't know how to answer questions about them. Um, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie. And we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the show. We'll tell you if you should see it or not. And then we will play a trailer and then spoil it. Uh, we will also talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, movies that are coming out on Blu-ray. Um, talk about Brandon's life and uh, how it's going out in Europe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part about being in Copenhagen, Brandon? Um, I don't know. <laughs> See, why don't you speak some Danish for us? I tell a little Dansk. I speak a little Danish. Okay, so um, Brandon is what people don't like of people coming, to, like foreigners coming to their countries. <laughs> uh, Brandon's been there for 10 years, doesn't speak their language. <laughs> um, he did get his doctorate. Oh, he is a doctor, guys. Uh-huh. This is Dr. Hopkins. That's why I'm so good with the questions. That's why I'm so good with the questions. Um, but yeah. Doctor, what's wrong with me? I don't know. Uh, uh, I can't tell the you. The Goonies? Have you, have you seen Goonies? <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you hate uh, Predator 2? <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon's been out there for 10 years, and he can say one phrase in, in Danish. I can also say, uh, oh, I can't remember. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you also, did you bring some of that great candy? I did. I brought some Okay, so um, he, there's this candy they have out there that's black licorice. Mm. It is so good. So, yeah, salty, salty licorice. It's that's so good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is the candy? It's like it. probably the best candy you've ever had. It's, it's excellent. It is excellent. By best candy, you give it to people as a joke, saying, "Try this candy," <laughs> <laughs> it's like worse and then that. watch them spit it out. Um, but what's the, what's the best part of Copenhagen? You've been there for ten years. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I think the people are pretty cool. I think. I was hoping you were going to say your girlfriend, but you oh, didn't yeah. say that either. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, it was my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I thought so. Uh, Brad, make sure you edit that. that <laughs> there's no pause and being coached. That's his favorite part of Copenhagen. On it. Beep, bop, boop. <laughs> she's from Latvia. That was a trick question. Oh, there you go. There you go. I want at least half points for this. So she's, his girlfriend's from Latvia, and every time I think of that, I think of... Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom. <laughs> Is he from Latvia? Uh, Latveria. It's like... Okay. It's, it's like a pretend it's like basically. Latvia. It's, it's fake Latvia. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I can think about is Victor Von Doom. Wait a minute, is that country ran by a dude who has robots of himself? I... Wears a green cloak. I don't know. I'd have to bet check it in. is. I bet it is. <laughs> I'd have to ask her. Yeah, she'd probably know. 
She probably knows him. <laughs> Do you think she knows Victor Von Doom? <laughs> knows Doctor Doom? <laughs> That'd be sweet if your Nate last name was Doom. I think you have to be a doctor. That'd then. be sweet. <laughs> I think you almost have to be, or a mad scientist, or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Or a cop, Officer Doom. Ooh, <laughs> we. I have a colleague whose last name is Bizarre. Bizarre, I think. So she's Doctor Bizarre. Sweet. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. That is cool. That's like. That's a super villain. That name. is like a total that super villain. That is a Stan Lee name. character right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is it really cold there right now, Brandon, or is there lots of windmills with tulips and? <laughs> no. Wait, is that, that it's cold, but it's not is that like Denmark? really cold. Is, it, is that what they do there? No, that's yeah, they have windmills. I think in some of the islands. <laughs> do you wear like clogs to work? <laughs> we do kind of actually. We do. <laughs> we, the lab shoes look a lot like clogs. Right? <laughs> like a, a surprisingly, there are lab shoes though. You wear them in laboratories in the U.S., but. Coincidentally, they look. look and you walk wood. in, they're like, "Welcome to the lab. lab. This is a very special lab for all of us." I don't know how the Danes sound. It's pretty close. Actually. Probably pretty close. All those Nordic countries just blend together. So, if I was going to go visit uh, Denmark, what would I do there? Ooh. You've been there for ten years. <laughs> they, they, I'm not tricking you. They haven't let me out of the laboratory. <laughs> Uh, the Tivoli. There's the Tivoli there. That's kind of cool. It's like a really cool old school um, amusement park. I think Michael Jackson wanted to buy it at one point. It's awesome though. It's like the most quintessentially. So a lot charm- of kids go there. I, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's something that in that Disney uh, biography that they discuss is like one of the inspirations for Disneyland. Yeah, actually, I think that's exactly what it is. It looks. Nice. It looks like you're walking around like uh, Disneyland. Actually. Does it have like kind of just like but an older time feel, or have they updated it? No, no. It's like you are walking around in like the 1800s. It's a gorgeous place. That's gorgeous, neat. gorgeous. Now I have a reason to go to. Uh, oh, territory. Man, so I mean, you stayed there for so long, so there has to be a reason why you want to stay there because obviously he's not coming back to see your friend. So, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really like it out there. It's the people, kind of everything, kind of makes sense out there. I mean, the states is a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give any political Especially opinions right now. <laughs> anything that con- counters controversy, I don't want to bring. That's up. fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, the, uh, but you're you have to come back and go back because of visa, huh? Yep. 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 So it's a visa problem. So he has to go back and forth and sort of switch to Mastercard. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but you'll get that all cleared up, and you'll be back Piece solving cancer problems oh, or boy. whatever you do in a lab. I don't know what you do. Solving lab mysteries. <laughs> yeah. So He's I the Sherlock this. Holmes of Bra- the lab. <laughs> My friend Brandon is a, has a doctorate. He's Doctor Brandon Hopkinson. But I've seen him do the dumbest things. And so, like, it's because you're my, you know, my best friend. So I have a hard time thinking, like, of you as a doctor because it just doesn't make sense to me. Remember when we were younger and we'd jump on your trampoline and try to see the naked people next door? And they're having... I do not recall that. <laughs> I do. And we used to throw the football over there, so we'd have to jump over. <laughs> the parents were gone, and they were like, having a college party. I, I also do not recall that. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time, Brandon. You may leave the Senate chamber. <laughs> oh, I like beers. I like to drink beers. <laughs> That's enough, Dr. Wow, Brandon. Topical, Brandon. Nice. <laughs> Fred, you've known Brandon a long time. Does he look like a doctor to you? Hold on. Yeah, I'm not wearing my. I was, I was there for the stupid stuff, so. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I still do a lot of stupid stuff. It's basically I a job. I switch the samples. Um, we all do stupid things. I'll tell you the dumbest thing I ever did as a cop. Um, so I pull this person over, and I try to change my approach every once in a while. And I'm like, this person was speeding down this road, 
I go, I'm going to get a, do a passenger side contact and I'm going to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> so I get out of my car and I walk behind it. And as I walk to their car, I just like fall. I fell in a fucking ditch that for some reason I didn't see. Officer and, Bumbles. And I roll and then I like immediately pop back up by their door and the guy's like, oh shit. Like, That's right. Yes, sir. Ninja. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am tough. It's a, new, it's a new police tactic we're trying out. <laughs> I was thinking of that like music that. I don't know how you miss a ditch. It's, it was like it literally ran the length of the road. <laughs> Did Ryan tell you about the time that he tried to catch a woman from uh, committing suicide and then he left the uh, <laughs> parking brake? On... Uh, I put my car in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so there I went. <laughs> <laughs> no <other oils>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calling us racist? So this girl was running across the highway and she was going to Superman it in front of a truck because she wanted to kill herself. Yeah. Not while Officer Frost is on duty. <laughs> Not on my time. On so my I see her, and I pull up, turn my car like I'm trained, put my car in, quotes, park, get out. She's, I'm not joking. She's about to jump in front of the semi, and I go, Ooh, and Enrique Iglesias, I can be I grab her, and I pull her back. Let me take a look. And, uh, and she's like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And she says, your car. I put my car in reverse. <laughs> And because I turned the wheels, it's like going like a corkscrew and then smash into the, the Jersey barrier. Wow. And it had 700 miles on it. That's how new that car was. It's like, <laughs> did she live? She did. I'd say mission accomplished. Yeah. And you know what? I got a life-saving award for that. You know what my chief said to me? That's it. Sometimes cars get in accidents. <laughs> was it a $2,000 bill? <laughs> no, I still have the dent in there um, because the, the lieutenant was supposed to send it to the garden. They never took it. Holy so I call that my life-saving award on that. <laughs> That's not as fun as, Frost, get in here. Do you know how much that damage that car was? You're out of oh, line. Man, the commissioner's going to have my ass. <laughs> we don't have a commissioner. Yeah, whatever, chief. <laughs> All right, I want to listen to that Patton Oswalt bit again now. <laughs> so, Brandon, you've been to so many schools. What's, what's been the most rewarding school for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question, Ryan. Okay. Let me... <laughs> oh, please tell us about it. Uh, on uh, this new episode of Real Nerds on NPR, we're talking... <laughs> is the answer School of Hard Knocks? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, uh, I got a real one for you. Okay. What's the most rotten thing in Denmark? <laughs> that's, that's like a that's like a newspaper cover headline like once a month. I think. <laughs> hey, citizens, is the joke old yet? Yeah. <laughs> But it is crazy. It is crazy. Speaking of newspapers, the first time I got there, I was walking off of the plane, and uh, you know how they have those like newspapers that are t- tacked up in front of some of the convenience stores. Mm-hmm. There were uh, breasts, like breasts on the cover of the newspaper. I'm sorry, I don't know this breast thing. Boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Titties. <laughs> Titties. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Quit trying to class this thing up. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Is this the good? Ah, oh, now I understand. <laughs> is this the good part of the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. Got it all of it. Loud and clear. <laughs> but they, like nudity is nothing over there. That's so cool. It's absolutely nuts. I also, maybe that's maybe a fun story. The first time I got there, they have uh, drinking is also not that big of a deal over there. So when I got uh, into the program, I uh, to get uh, all the students um, socializing together, they have like a retreat, like a getaway. So the first day I was there, we just kind of hung out. And then the second day, we went on this retreat. And... Um, 
it, I think there's like 40 students, something like that. Tw- I think there was maybe 30 girls and 10 guys, something like that. There was more girls than guys, but it was a decent gaggle of people. Uh, and we get to this cabin, and there was uh, two rooms, two bathrooms. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, guys and girls. Uh, the They didn't split it up like that. They split it up into group uh, 21 and group 20. So, like, the guys and girls showered together, <laughs> which I thought was nuts. Coming from, like, the U.S., that's... Robocop style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, futuristic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, the, so the, the Denmarkians mm-hmm. are, uh, think ahead. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon is fully um, integrated into the culture, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted on Facebook one time. Uh, I, I called him out because he took this picture of this like lady riding a bike in a snowstorm. <laughs> he had like the most weird, like, hmm, people in Denmark ride their bikes in a snowstorm. <laughs> what are they doing in America? Whatever he said. It wasn't quite that douchey. It was, it was close. close. Yeah, it was pretty close. No, they had the, uh, what's that summit that where uh, like all the world leaders go and they G20. talk about G20. G20. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like the all the world leaders go to one place and then talk about uh, how you try to save the environment, and there's this like poor lady that was trying to drive her bike in the snow because she didn't want like uh, you know they don't have a like cars aren't like a huge thing everybody rides bicycles. You'll see like a a, a mom with three kids and groceries on her bike, wow. which I thought was nuts. Mm. But like uh, that's like kind of how you do it, isn't it? And today I was talking about. Like, <laughs> I don't want to walk through a store. I should just open up the King Super Zap, tell them what I want, and park my car. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I was uh, Brandon also uh, got a degree from the University of New Orleans, and I remember when you were displaced because of Katrina mm-hmm. and driving back there, and it was like creepy because all the houses were boarded up, and we had to get to your university like at the end of New Orleans, <laughs> and I just kept on waiting for like to be murdered. Oh man, that was nuts! Like the destruction was crazy. They when we were driving back, we uh, evacuated to Mississippi. When we were driving back, like a mile of the highway was lifted up and put on its end. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of power that thing. Well, that's crazy. Was nuts! That was so crazy. Yeah. I remember listening to Kanye West's Gold Digger a lot <laughs> on, the, on, on the, the drive there. there. <laughs> on the drive there, do you remember that we stopped at that? Uh, we were like in the back country oh, yeah. of Louisiana. I remember. The Louisiana back country, which is a little rough. And now we have to stop for gas. <laughs> I get out and pump it, and then I go in, and Ryan <laughs> Ryan comes in. I guess you needed some Coke or something. Or something, I remember. And he was wearing pink, a pink shirt, like a pink polo shirt with the, was the collar. No, I, I, I didn't pop the collars, okay? <laughs> Okay. I, had, I had a little self-respect. White sunglasses and plaid shorts. And when you, you open the door to the place and all these truck drivers just like, look directly at it, it. was literally like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I was like, Large Marge sent me. <laughs> oh, so Get out of here with your looks, boy. And I was like, hey, Ryan, I'm over here. <laughs> please, tell, Actually, please tell me the postscript is that Brian got on the bar and then started dancing to tequila. <laughs> yes. Uh, Actually, yesterday me and Brian were thinking of that the whole time. We went um, shopping and Kellen was with us. And I wonder how many people thought oh, we were a gay man. couple. Because <laughs> <laughs> yesterday I was... Think of how tight my pants are. <laughs> and I yesterday I was white pants with my Katy Perry pink shirt. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Brandon, we're over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably the most uh, manly man walking around. Officer Frost? <laughs> <laughs> hey! Two dudes and a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to call me dad, too. <laughs> Immediately, like, everyone's on their phones is like, yeah, we got a situation. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. <laughs> what am I or maybe what? you will. <laughs> what a chevra. <laughs> Anyways, we talk about movies on Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> I'm just excited. I haven't seen Brandon in a while. And um, it was kind of a last minute thing. So like two, two days ago? Two days ago. Because <laughs> I, I was at work and he sent me a Facebook message. He said, hey, you can ask a favor of you. I'm like, sure. He probably wants me to send him something or, you know, I don't know what. He's like, um, I need a place to stay for a week. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then I came home and told my wife. <laughs> Actually, I picked up Brandon at the airport, came home. Wife was here. <laughs> that would have been awesome. in like a sitcom. Yeah. Honey, guess who's staying with us for the weekend? <laughs> and why is Brad filming it? Oh, you won't believe it. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get the show started. 30 minutes late. Anything else 20. you want to say, Brandon? Yeah. No, that's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, so congratulations on being a doctor. Thank you. Um, if we want to read some of your published work, where can we find it? Uh, PubMed, uh, Brandon Hopkinson. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he is a published uh, doctor. Uh, he's worked very hard to get where he's at, so it's awesome, Brandon. Very proud of you. Some of us are doctors. Some of us are idiots. Uh, some of us... Super idiots. Uh, super idiots. And some of us make film. That's, that's what we do. Yep, that about does it. But the big thing is, is we're all nerds in our own way. Brandon's a nerd doctor-wise. Um, we like movies. Brandon's going to chime in with some biting commentary about <laughs> the social impact that Spider-Man into Spider-Verse has. I haven't seen the movie, actually. <laughs> Spider-Ham, more like Spider-Damn. <laughs> I was stoked uh, my little boy like fell in love with Spider-Ham. and um, So I was looking for something for him for Christmas, and they have a Spider-Man like 20, a ham $20 action figure. Unless you ordered something else through Amazon, it's only $6. Ooh. So... Oh, it's an add-on? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I have a spider ham coming for him. Sweet. Which, that, that's why I have Evil Dead 2 in 4K, because they sent that, and they haven't sent the spider ham. Like, I'm getting it on Monday, but it's weird they didn't ship it together. Mm. Right? Maybe it's, one, maybe it's one of those, like, Black Friday things where, like, it might be back-ordered or something. Oh, maybe. There's, like, something... It's coming. I got a text message for it, so that's all that matters. I was gonna, like, I, I ordered a Blu-ray on uh, yesterday um, for, like like a couple bucks that they had an add on one that, but that one said won't arrive until after Christmas, mm. but my copy of do the right thing will arrive tomorrow. So yeah. I'm like, Whoa, uh, what, what? I don't, I don't want to deal with, but that. I'm also that <laughs> jerk on Amazon. It's like, send it to me as soon as it's available. <laughs> Cause I don't care about the environment. They send me those packages. I don't care how many drones you send to my door. Yes. <laughs> soon. Hey Brad, what's happening around town? On a segment we call Brad hanging out around town. <laughs> Brad goes around town <laughs> on a mood to shake you. His wind's blowing in his hair. Is this like a weekly spot or did you yeah, just make yeah. that up? No, okay. I always make this up. Every, every you know, week. It doesn't help uh, it. the improv if I have someone uh, heckling me. <laughs> sorry. The motorcycles are highly Davidson. He's cruising down the street again. I'm like a Harley picture. now. It used to be a Vespa. Yeah, so you're moving up in the world. <laughs> and he stops at the movie theater to get some popcorn and watch a movie. Around <laughs> 52 weeks of this. Yeah, it never ends. <laughs> you think it would, and I'd get old. But I'm like, 
I have a stupid idea to sing like an idiot every week. <laughs> pretty good. Well, thank you, Brandon. It, it's off the top of my head. Um, you can't retire it without doing a world tour as a goodbye. Oh, yeah. Farewell concert. This one is from Real Nerds Podcast, episode 324. It's called Brad Around Town on His Vespa. Well, <laughs> two, three, four. It was a Harley like five well, minutes ago. Yeah, so it was a Harley, a Vespa. Before, it was just a bicycle. I mean, it changes randomly. I mean, I it, it depends on whatever car he pulls out of storage. It's, he has a Jay Leno um, garage, <laughs> which is full of different cars. Sweet, sweet. Um, I got the Batmobile. The Batmobile. Back to the future DeLorean. <laughs> see, it, it, you want me to see how great of an improv person I am? Huh? Brad's going around town in his Batmobile. He's looking for movies that make a deal. The deal could be something awesome like... No. <laughs> fucking watching movies on Saturday night. I like. See, I can always recover. <laughs> Bare naked lady style. They want to put me in the band of my improv skills. <laughs> anyway, Brad, what's happening around town? Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. Uh, so interesting, this week at the Esquire, um, it's supposed to be Edward Scissorhands, December 21st and 22nd, but they're experiencing, experiencing a utility, uh, they're experiencing a utility outage right now, and it might not be open <laughs> for oh. the midnight movie, so we'll see. So the whole theater's down right now this yeah. week? Oh, wow. I just read the thing, it's, uh, they're Mary Queen of Scots, they've moved to the Mayan. Oh. <laughs> Until they fix it. So. Yeah, because that was the only thing that was going to be playing there all week. They had it on both screens. Uh, That's a sweet movie, though. You that like it, Richard's Hands? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah. It yeah. didn't make much sense, but I guess <laughs> if you don't if you don't mind not having a plot, it was a sweet So it's movie. a perfect Tim Burton movie. <laughs> Got yeah. it. I know how you feel. Vincent Price making cookies really freaked me yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I thought it was cool. It was a little, like, artsy. It was kind of artsy, like... Um, no, it has its fans. I, you know, there's sure. a new debate, because now people debate if Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Movie. Mm-hmm. Now people are debating if Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie. Oh, I thought it was totally a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean the predominant theme is snow. Yeah, it, it explains <laughs> why snow exists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. it, it's almost as that scientific as you shit. can get. <laughs> really? I am like if you. So I have two directors I can't stand. Roman Polanski because he raped a girl and Tim Burton because he's super pretentious. <laughs> and I have a hard time getting into Tim Burton stuff. I got you. What else did Tim Burton do? Uh, well, he did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Um, he did Nightmare Before Christmas, Sweet. Beetlejuice, oh, Beetlejuice, eighty nine awesome. Batman, eighty nine Batman, Batman yeah. Returns. He did some cool movies. Though, Ed Wood, Planet yeah. of, um, of the Apes remake. Oh, yeah, <laughs> remember that one? Well, that's no, mean. Really. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, Big Fish. Huh. Um, his his next release, really, like Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, Frank and Weenie. His next release is Dumbo. So yep. we'll have he'll have to endure it. <laughs> I know, well, Dark Shadows. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Remember that piece of shit? <laughs> I didn't know. I have like three movies on Letterboxd that I give half stars to, and that's one of them. <laughs> um, actually, he did he did Big Eyes um, before, uh, in, like the past couple of years, which is actually pretty interesting. It's uh, not as weird. It's uh, There's only like one or two weird things about it, and I think the main reason he did it was because the guys who wrote it wrote his Ed Wood script, and so he was kind of doing him a favor because they were going to direct it, and then it changed. But Well, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for anything at Hot Topic, I mean... He owns the market there. Like this. <laughs> it's his story. He just, they just won't change the name to Tim Burton's Phantasmagorium Wonder Emporium. <laughs> but that's 
All right. If you like Tim Burton, my wife does. Hey, more power to you. I just like that movie. It's, he's done three that were pretty good. I thought. Uh, no, no, I like like I like the Batman movies. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm in the minority. I like Batman Returns more than the first Batman. Yeah, it's um, fun and dark. Dude, the first Batman. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I like Ed Wood. I mean, my favorite Tim Burton movie is uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I love Big Fish, but I also like making fun of Albert Finney in that movie. I was drying out. <laughs> Come here, Ed Wood, bro. Oh, wait, that's my name. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> and then the other thing is on Thursday, uh, December 20th, is the next Emerging Filmmakers Project. So $5, come to the Buck Theater and watch four, four or five new uh, Denver filmmakers make their mark. Nice. Do it. Cool. We have movie news in a segment I call Real News. Movie news. Nice. <laughs> so, see, Brandon, in the old try, days, try, movie try. reels uh, used to project film. So I call it real news as R-E-E-L news. See how creative that is? <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's real news. Um, well, we're going to get um, – we have one death to get out of the way. Uh, Sandra Locke passed away um, – she was 74. She's best known uh, for her As collaboration. Eastwood's girlfriend. Well, and that, so yeah, and also an I'm actress in some movies she was with. But actually, it's funny that you bring that up because something that's being brought back to light, which I kind of knew a little bit about, but now I'm learning more about it, is she was. She has claims that he was an abusive asshole. And. Well, I can't see him doing that. I can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> which, which sucks because I'm doing this analysis of his filmography. And, and I was telling Brad the whole journey the past three years trying to get this done has made me reevaluate my opinion on Clint to a degree. Um, so it's, it's important to not discredit her story and the books that she wrote, which is the good, bad, and the very ugly, which details her relationship with him. Um, he flatly denies stuff, but you know, he's of course he's got a reputation to protect. Um, but she was also director um, and she was an Oscar nominee for the heart is a lonely hunter in 1968, which was a film she did opposite Alan Arkin. Mm -hmm. So, so she was an established actor. Oh, and whatnot. It's just, unfortunately the split with Clint and a palimony uh, lawsuit that followed uh, kind of damaged her career. Cause I want some palimony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> Cause it's more than likely that Clint sabotaged her career. Like I, I won't deny that at all. Um, but yeah, 74, apparently she had died in early November and it wasn't reported until this week. So that's what's that's sad. disturbing about this, the whole thing. But yeah, she will be missed. I really like her in uh, Every Which Way But Loose in Any Which Way You Can. Um, and she's... There's a monkey in that. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, an ape. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's a funnier word. I, I know, but ape. <laughs> that's, that's what everybody... Uh, when I love that movie, but I would talk about it, I'd say monkey, and I'd get corrected constantly, going like, it's an ape, Zach. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Look, Jeez. we understand it's orangutan. Uh, yeah, I, I care that monkey sounds funny. Yeah, exactly. Like, And it's fun to watch to say, hey, this monkey drinks this beer in this movie that one time. <laughs> um, but yeah, 74, she will be missed. Um, <laughs> Actually, not that much. It took him a month to report it. <laughs> yeah, which just again, it's dis it's, it's disturbing. Um, on war, uh, <laughs> I, I, we're all going to hell. I'm going first, though. I need to check out the real estate. That's how um, you believe in that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Do they believe in hell in Denmark? Uh, they're not super. It's religious. called America. Brandon walks down the street. Is like. It's El Diablo. Dusty Devil from America. Oh, doink, doink. 
Do they have anything out there besides soccer? That's the only thing I can like point to. I'm like, their soccer team's they, really good. Have you ever handball? They play handball? Oh, handball, yeah. <laughs> really? You've heard of it? Yeah. No way. Uh, Jake Palmer used to play for the Broncos, the quarterback, is a professional handball player now. Get out of here. Yeah. That's hmm. nuts. He I lives in Colorado, know. and he put up like handball courts and everything. That's how much he loves it. Huh. That's kind of crazy. And I think hockey. They're yeah. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. cool. But I know they, their, their national soccer team's really good. Yeah, I think soccer's huge. I mean, that's like the global sport, I think. Yep. But Anyways, back to movie news. Um, so, lighthearted news, uh, and one that will appeal to not hear James. Uh, break out your tea and biscuits. We got a Downton Abbey trailer, <laughs> which is not really a trailer so much as a series of establishing shots that show the outside of that manor. So, um, I still haven't seen this show, but I have the first two seasons because I found them at work. So, I'm going to watch Here, it. Uh, I'll recap it for you. Oh, we're going to go down to Abbey. There is lots of tea and cookies, but we call them biscuits because we're English. <laughs> oh, look, no. at, look at the hedge maze over there. <laughs> oh, there's a murder. I don't know what it's really like. Master, I'm just guessing. Our master is rich. We're poor. Oh, here comes you know, the middle class. Those kind of stuff you really have to be into the PBS, like Masterpiece Theater shit. You've got. I, I can't get into them, and that's fine. It's it's definitely for an acquired. My taste. my British stuff is like spaced or you know Shaun of the Dead and stuff. I can't get into that. It's interesting, like, but yeah, like I mean, not and not everything hits. Like there's some British stuff that I don't like, but there's a lot of British stuff that I like. So I'm sure. kind of like spaced. I love spaced Monty Python. Uh, I've never seen the IT Crowd, <laughs> but I've been told it's good. Um, uh, actually, there was one called uh, Coupling that I enjoyed, um, which had. Uh, I mean, the original office the, is fun. The one of the bad guys from Pirates, like the the one that Kira Knightley was going to marry. I think Evan Friends, Stone. I think Friends is based on coupling, so kind yeah, of, yeah. So, yeah. so. Um, but yeah, we got a trailer for that. We also got a trailer for a Brexit movie from HBO called uh, just called Brexit. Um, uh, produced by John Oliver. <laughs> uh, but it, no, it, but it stars Benedict Cumberbatch as the one of the guys who uh, his name's. Uh, Rory Kinnear, he was the vote leave campaign uh, head, so that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. I know only the basic facts about Brexit, so maybe this film will shed some light on different intricacies of that whole situation. Um, uh, let's see. We got some casting news that is really funny to me. Benicio del Toro is going to play Swiper the Fox in the Dora the Explorer movie. That'd be sweet if there's a scene where he's sitting down at dinner with Dora <laughs> and Backpack and. Um, uh, map and then it he's like you know i wanted to steal stuff and he didn't let it happen and then it cuts to like an establishing shot and it cuts back and like dora has a bullet in her head map is dead and backpack anyone see sicario is this is this on and then he puts down his gun and just goes oh man <laughs> uh corinne was uh didn't have time to send us a uh, catching up uh catching classics with uh corinne and so we're doing this thing we're ex- um, exchanging movies and uh, so I'll be giving her Sicario to see, yeah. which I love that movie. And but it's like a tough sell to people. I'm like, hey, you want to be depressed for two hours? <laughs> Sicario. <laughs> there and you it, go. <laughs> Sicario and its sequel are the reason why I'm not enthusiastic about seeing the mule. So because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, ah, this subject's handled better in two other movies. Um, Maybe I heard the mule's good. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, 
Paramount theme park. Uh, that's there's a Paramount theme park that's coming to South Korea, and it's gonna have a Mission Impossible ride. Nice or more. It sounds like. Um, so you're attached to a plane that takes off. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You have to scale that Burj Khalifa. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say much about it other than it's gonna have uh, attractions based on Paramount properties such as Mission Impossible. So I totally go for a Star Trek ride. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that would do like a like a Soren, but with Star Trek. Like you know, you're like on the deck of the Enterprise, and you you fly through and stuff. That'd be sweet. Soren, what? Uh, well, Soren at Disneyland is like you fly through California. Oh, it's f- like soaring. Yeah. Okay. Is it like oh, or like the Star Tours ride yeah, or something, something like that? Like where that. It's like a simulated sweet. VR ride. Yeah. yeah. Now that'd be actually pretty neat if you could do it with Star Trek. Yeah. Actually, like a. I think it was Galaxy Fest. They had uh, a bunch of computers set up, so it was like the Enterprise Bridge. You know, it didn't look like it, but it was just the same mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to, like, work together to, like, defeat the Klingons or whatever. And, if like, yeah, if they had the budget to make that look yeah. as well, it's I mean, supposed Star to Trek be, is, like, that would be a cool ride. I mean, the Discovery is pretty popular, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. Brad, did you watch the season finale trailer for Titans where Batman's in it? I haven't watched the show at all. Oh, you haven't? Um, yeah. Well, apparently, uh, he's going to be in the season finale of it, and apparently he's a bad guy. All they show in the trailer is kind of like his shadow and stuff. So. He's a bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, Did that's... you remember the controversy of the trailer when Robin says, fuck Batman? Yeah, but I mean... It's just, I hate shows that are like, look how cool and dark we are. Batman is always going to be cooler than Robin. You can have Robin say fuck, but Robin still wears <laughs> little green Speedos <laughs> yeah, and little elf that. shoes. He will never be as cool as Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he, he, he'll be a bad guy. He's probably just like... No, they're he's like, probably that version of Batman where he's just like mean. I was reading that they're so comparing motivated. him to Jason Voorhees in it. Really? Yeah, yeah, like he's dark brooding and just kills people. So he's like the Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. And Stupid. he drowned in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he watched his parents drown in a lake. <laughs> Kill her, Brucey. Kill her. I will. <laughs> um, um, last piece of serious news. Uh, Scott Derrickson's going to return for a Doctor Strange sequel, so I that's know. pretty neat. I heard that they're talking about Satana being the, the villain in it, and that'd be Ooh. awesome. And it's all cool because like, he, he lost his house in that fire recently, so I'm yeah. glad good things are happening for him. Well, I'm not surprised. He's a cool dude. He's from the 303. Yep. Represent. Um, last piece of news. Um, there was a scientific study that concluded that James Bond is a severe alcoholic. And my question is, did we need a scientific study to confirm that? Yeah, that's like saying he's a womanizer. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> no, it. no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Brandon, do they typically do scientific studies for imaginary things? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea how they conducted that study. How do you get the funding for that? You like stand up like, hey, I need money to watch movies to see. I have no idea. See, that's where the money is, Brandon. You got to figure that out. <laughs> I need two hundred thousand dollars to sit down and watch twenty movies back to back. It's not in trying to figure out cancer. <laughs> or it's push that aside. It's peer reviewed. I don't know how they peer review it. They're like, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's an alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> Would that be funny if on yours you have you know your published paper about? genetic molecules and it's really thought out that, yes. that right next to it some dude is like James Bond is an alcoholic here's the here's the stats if uh, the study found that James Bond at least sipped a drink if not consumed the whole thing 109 times throughout <gasps> the 24 movies in the official franchise jeez I've beaten him <laughs> um, and that makes for an average of 4.5 drinks slash sips in each movie uh, and 
in Quantum of Solace, it was the where they reached the peak because he had 24 units of alcohol in it. So this all is dumb and ridiculous. This is a waste of science's time. Um, but uh, I like this quote. There is strong and consistent evidence that James Bond has chronic alcohol consumption problem at the severe end of the spectrum. <laughs> and that's when I like put down the computer and beat my head against the brick wall. <laughs> I think the funny thing the internet's been doing this week is the Sonic the Hedgehog posters for everyone saying how horrifying they are. That's more that's more useful time than what this is. So but anyway, uh, unless I missed anything, uh, that's news. And cancer continues to go uncured. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. Here, here's another alcohol one for you guys. Then, like, let's figure out how much of a liver problem Homer Simpson has right now after 30 seasons or brain damage. Yeah, that's another one too. Like, does he still have his kidneys? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, last week, when I was training with the new uh, officer, um, she was working on a report. And I, I was like, it was like one, and we hadn't had lunch yet. So I just sent her a bunch of gifs of Homer eating stuff. <laughs> and she didn't get what I was asking. Like, I sent her one of them eating donuts, one of them inhaling. Like, uh, it's maybe one of my favorite gifs. It's like a cinnamon roll unwinding into his mouth. <laughs> Did you find the, the, like, the long sub sandwich that he like, oh, yeah. stopped eating? Yep. <laughs> and the forbidden donut. Um, I, I said them all to her. And she's like, oh, do you want to go get lunch? No, I'm sending you random Bingo. Homer Simpson clips. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's news. Awesome. Hey, what's coming out on Blu-ray and Ultra HD? DVD releases the Blu-rays. Brandon's favorite movie of the year, The Predator. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I hated it. They should do a scientific study. You know, I'm going to pick that my movie. number one film. Uh, speaking of which, Film Explosion <laughs> is happening in three weeks, two weeks now. Uh, two weeks, send us your favorite films from 2018, and we will read them whilst we share ours with you. Sweet. Good job on the poster, as always, Brad. Thank you. Yeah. You encapsulated the best movie of the year. Yeah. Well, I, I was torn because it could have been Black Panther. Yeah. But I didn't want to whitewash Black Panther with our severely Caucasian podcast. <laughs> hey, no one knows that Brandon's white. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, hey, we've had Brie on our show. <laughs> a couple times, yeah. yeah. What was the movie of the year? Uh, well, we do a we do a top ten list. Cool. Um, and, I mean, I, I think it's Infinity War right now. Sweet, sweet. But, um, that was a good one. Yeah, That's awesome. We got fact, something coming out this week that might sweep that, though. Yeah, so. But the, technically, the highest grossing one is uh, Black Panther domestically. So. But uh, Brad tries to um, base the parody poster off of uh, what's the most popular movie or the one people are talking about the most. Actually, was, last year we did I did Blade Runner 2049, which wasn't the most popular movie of the year, but it was... It was a good movie. It was notable. I thought that one was excellent. Like The whole feel of the movie was pretty cool. And then the year before was Suicide Squad, which I actually liked the way that design I picked worked. that one because the tagline was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> was worst worst podcast ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's normally uh, worst heroes ever, but I, I changed it slightly. And then this one I didn't have to change at all. It's just, uh, where were you when the... Where uh, will you be when it ends? When it ends, yeah. It's like, <laughs> where will you be when this podcast ends? <laughs> For the year. <laughs> um, anyway, though, on uh, the Blu-ray and 4K front, um, yes, as previously mentioned, The Predator is coming to 4K. Um, I can't tell if that's the steel book, but if that is, it looks pretty neat. If it's the skull, predator, shape, yeah, the yeah. predator skulls, yeah, it's awesome. yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to confirm that that was the one. Oh, no, I think steel those. Book. I think the. Uh, a, Regular art's pretty cool too. The thermal predator, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the target on his chest, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then, but also, but the um, movie shit. The movie's horrible. <laughs> Scientifically proven to be horrible. I, I was like, it's eh, all right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. I prefer it to the other big release, which is Venom. 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 But the steelbook for Venom's awesome. Uh, I'm like, do I really need this movie? No, you don't. Then I see the steelbook, I'm like, I might need this movie, but I don't think I do. We've had talks about what you don't need to double dip or even buy, period, and I I think this is an easy example. I think so, too. Just look into your son's eyes and think about college. (laughs) I did open a College Invest account for him. I will say that scene where... Tom Hardy eats all that food and then vomits in the toilet is the best short film about alcoholism I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought that the CGI Venom was pretty oh, no, cool. Venom, Venom looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it was a little bit hokey with his like, voice. I mean, when yeah. he tries to be like... When they try to be like funky, like like hip funky, yeah. I think that's kind of insane. Yeah, and you know the ending where it's like CGI fighting CGI is kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that happens in almost every movie, but yeah. when it's too... Symbiotes and it doesn't look right. It's the CGI fighting scenes. Period. Yeah. Every movie that's like movies are surrounded by CGI fighting scenes. Mm. Is that overdone or am I just? No, you're no, right. No, you're but right. like some some do it better than others. Like Avengers movies do it well because there's also kind of like a real life element going on in yeah. there somehow. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. It, the Venom one reminded me of Transformers, which I'm like, I can't tell which one is which right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no There's too many like, uh, what, whatever those. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It made almost nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, so, no kidding. Yeah, so um, so Venom is laughing all the way to the back. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe the worst song I've heard of the year. <laughs> I, Eminem's Venom. I I don't know. Did he need money? I would have given him a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, that was only two months ago. I know. It's nuts. Um, they, they pushed that one out fast. Yeah. Trying to capitalize before people realize it's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, also, though, um, a movie that I believe we all enjoyed if we all saw it was A Simple Favor is coming to 4K and oh, Blu-ray, I love that movie. which I'm glad it's coming to 4K because that movie pops visually, oh, so yeah, I cannot awesome. wait to see it. Um, that was a movie that surprised the hell out of me. Um, moving on, though, we have some re-releases that are actually pretty significant. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey had a 4K restoration recently from uh, Christopher Nolan, and that's became, being released this week. I guess if I need to take a nap, I can buy that movie. <laughs> <sighs> um, and then also the 4K restoration of Schindler's List uh, is coming to 4K, and also I Blu-ray. if I want to be depressed, I can watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Uh, we're also getting uh, some Shout Factory stuff. Uh, the collector's edition of Starman is coming out this John week. John Carpenter. Yep. Um, and uh, remind what, me, what's that one about? I don't remember. Uh, Jeff Bridges is Starman. That's I can't it. remember. I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't time. seen it in twenty years because it is not the John Carpenter movie I go back to the most. <laughs> I that doesn't say it's bad. I just haven't gone back yeah. to it. Um, and then also from Scream Factory though is Dracula Prince of Darkness, which is a fun Hammer horror yeah. uh, entry. I. I kind of wish they'd get more of those, but I, I love understand. the Hammer Horror names. Like I, I have Taste the Blood of Dracula. Yeah, or like, like um, the Satanic Rites of Dracula. Like yeah. I love those cheesy B movie titles. <laughs> uh, there, there's like one like the uh, the Mummy Lives or something like that. There's mm-hmm. like there's a couple Mummy ones where I'm like, the These Hammer Mummy is pretty great. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, and then they have some good Frankenstein ones too. Um, Hammer's great. Um, they actually did that woman in the woman in black movie. That was like their supposed to be their comeback thing, and I actually think it's really good. I, so I kind of wish it had taken off more. Um, but also, um, Horror of Dracula is getting released through Archive Collection, uh, so you can pick that up. Uh, and then also from Archive is the Seahawk, um, which is a uh, Errol Flynn film that is really good. Actually, it's. Um, it's not like one of the most memorable ones ones he's done, but it's another swashbuckler. So, 
if you've never seen an Errol Flynn movie, it actually might be a pretty decent entry point before you get to the classics. Um, on the new front again, we have The House with the Clock in Its Walls on Blu-ray and 4K, it's which fun. Brian saw. Is that good? Yeah, it's fun. It's like, I have a huge crush on Kate Blanchett, so yeah. I'll pretty much see anything she's in. <laughs> it's um, and she looks great in that she wears purple. Oh, I love that woman. Uh, and then this is the second or third week in a row that I've seen that the Sunset Collection is putting out Deep Throat, so I don't know if that's actually being released, but if you guys want to watch the highest-grossing porno ever made, go check that out. <laughs> um, Assassination Nation is also getting a Blu-ray release only. doesn't look like it's getting a 4K. Uh, and that looks like that's about it. Yeah. That's you all right, Brad? Yeah, No. I thought like, you had like allergies. Oh, that's not true. One more. Arrow Video is putting out Bloody Birthday, and the cover is a birthday cake that looks like red velvet with blood uh, dripping down it and a teddy bear with an arrow stuck in its eye. Nice. Hey, Brad, where did you uh, take that picture of the uh, Walmart VHS section? Uh, it was the uh, Walmart on Arapahoe. Because the Walmart here doesn't have them because they have like a horror film. It's, I think it's Happy Birthday to Me. That's really hard to find. I think I caught it at the tail end of the rollout because I was reading online that uh, Mill Creek or whatever that does mm. those, they had a deal with Walmart, and mm. I think probably up until Black Friday. And so gotcha. After Black I mean, Friday, now it's available like everywhere else. So I keep on waiting for it. Like uh, you know, I've been seeing this for years. The Last Action Hero Special Edition because that cover was awesome. But I wish it had more like features. But they I'm, did Happy Birthday to Me in that in that format. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's when like I still have the, the skewer right. in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the um, reason I want to watch it. It's because that poster's so enticing. I'm yeah. annoyed though because uh, you know Walmart puts those stickers on mm-hmm. the cover, so I tried to peel it off and I googled it, and I did it so much that it started to scrub away the printing on the cover. Which one oh. did you get? The Last Action Hero. Oh, you got the Last Action Hero one. Yeah. Nice. But by doing that though, to add to the aesthetic of it, it's like yeah. oh, that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's Delusion norm- is on. It's, it's weathered properly. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, that's Blu-rays and DVDs and 4Ks. Awesome. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment I call Movies That We Sit Down and Gather and Watch. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Long-ass title. <laughs> yeah, it's really just what we've been watching. Hey, Brandon, have you watched any movies? Uh, kind of. I'm trying to think of anything decent. Ex Machina? Was that a new one? Ex Machina? Ex Machina? Yeah. Dr. That... Hopkinson, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two is four. <laughs> no, Ex Machina is awesome. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I thought that, that was out recently. Like, I thought that was actually a good new movie. Yeah. Like, that was fantastic. I thought. Alicia I Vikander. That woman. Yeah. Oscar Isaac dancing uncomfortably <laughs> with a Japanese robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was three actors, four actors in that movie. Yeah, yeah, That's all told. Crazy. Yeah. What was the budget on that? It's not that much. I think maybe ten, twelve million. Uh, I think even what less than that. Um, That's a perfect movie, in my opinion. You might want to check the film that the director did after that, which is called Annihilation. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's um, good. It's, it kind of fell under the radar because Paramount uh, didn't know what to do with it. I did. I saw the preview. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, well, I've seen the previews. The preview didn't look that good, though. It's like, and I, well, it's it's hard to sell that film because it's heady sci-fi, kind of like Ex Machina, yeah. but A24 put out Ex Machina, and they know how to actually cut a trailer for That's their films. 2014? Holy shit. Um, but Annihilation really? is actually like, oh. so they did a limited release, or they did a release in the U.S., but everywhere else they just dropped into Netflix, so... Actually, if you're in Copenhagen and you have Netflix there, you might actually have it somewhere. That's right. where most right, of my we, movie knowledge okay. comes from. Watch it. I have it. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> it was uh, made for about 15 million, and it made and it grossed 
38 worldwide. Only 38? That is nuts. Well, it's, uh, that Five movie Million is, was the opening weekend. It's really good, but I think it has a hard... It's one of those movies that it's a hard sell, too. It's smart. Because uh, it's smart. There'll be a cult following? I think oh, yeah. that's going to be huge. In a, it's like... Uh, I don't know if it's like The Family Guy, but where it wasn't huge when it came out, and then it'll get big. Yeah. Although it's been four years. It should have been big by now. It, it did win the Oscar for visual effects, so it'll really? definitely have like a point of, like, go check this out because yeah, it won yeah. this year. Or after, like, the robotics industries are going nuts. I bet you that's one of those ones that's like, everybody will kind of go back to it. Mm. I mean, uh, robotics now is going crazy. Why, the, the, why did you decide to create the T-800? Well, I saw Ex Machina, and I was just <laughs> like, mm, I want to make these things real. <laughs> what else, Bramian? Um, God, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, because uh, when uh, my... Um, girlfriend's out uh working i try to watch like cool horror movies like the low budget horror movies that we can't think of any cool yeah. like i can't think of any names of anyone <laughs> so they're, they're, memorable? <laughs> <laughs> they're memorable no but those are fun i mean they should they, it would be fun if they made some more of those yeah you know the that era of them being direct to video at blockbuster kind of went away now it's cheap to i'll talk about one cheap to netflix or streaming or yeah. shutter Shutter. Or Charlie Band's full moon streaming. <laughs> hey, hey, we we got a lot of full moons in our day. Full moon is pretty good. <laughs> the fact that that's a streaming site now is, is amazing. Yes, so you can go there and you can purchase like premium packages on Charlie Band's website Holy to interact man. with. Uh, the, the big the big testing ground for it was Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. <laughs> and here's the thing: is like the Charles Band. Like so, when we watch him at Blockbuster, it'd be Subspecies, Sweet. or uh, uh, Castle Master. Freak, Sweet. Puppet Master, Sweet. Demonic Sweet. Toys. Yeah. Now they're just retarded. Yeah, I mean, they know. I'm sorry, mentally though. handicapped. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I forgot we have a doctor in our house. Um. Yeah, but even some like I'm, the, like the new ones that aren't like really, really just super gory. They just have cool stories to yeah. them. Are really kind of fun, but um, again, those kind of declined also. Yeah, you know the thing with horror films is uh, there's an audience for them, and so they can get made, and the budgets are never big. Yeah, and if you make a good horror film, then it'll last a long time, but. There's a lot, got to get through a lot of mud to get to yeah, yeah. the good one to the beach. Yeah. But that's kind of what coming up with like a top 10. I, I like that phrase. <laughs> Put that one on a poster, Ryan. <laughs> you got to walk through a lot of mud to get to the beach. <laughs> like the top 10. What I think is kind of crazy is the top 10 horror movies. They're like all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to get like a, a, a list of horror movies that yeah. most horror buffs would like. I, I think it's because they're so diverse. Yeah, I mean, gory and good um, stories. Even when you ask me, I mean, I love like Friday the 13th, yeah, but yeah. that's considered like low-brow horror. Yeah. But I mean, I love Friday the 13th, where something Zach loves Halloween, but I would argue that uh, Friday the 13th is more consistent, mm -hmm. and Halloween's kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah, Halloween's <laughs> a mess. I will never deny that one. <laughs> um, but you have the pedigree of the first Halloween yeah. that will always trump whatever Friday the 13th did. Yeah, yeah. And I would actually argue the pedigree of that new one, <laughs> but uh, but we time will tell on that one. And actually, it's actually interesting because like, now it's even more diverse because like now you have kind of like the social thriller kind of coming out, like yeah. the get outs, your hereditary, stuff like that, like things that are kind of like Hereditary's trying to garbage. Yeah. We disagree on that and that's fine. The, <laughs> the car accident was cool. Yeah. But the rest of the movie is garbage, That was like right? the peak, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but the car accident so was cool. Let me ask you, Brandon, you've watched a lot of horror films like yeah, I have. Yes. Did you think Hereditary was at all scary? 
Um, no, not really. like you weren't scared. Did after. you just think it was like obnoxious? I thought it was obnoxious. Um, oh, the part that she was like sawing her own head off was kind of cool. I thought that was like yeah. so. Yeah. The, <laughs> did, spoiler, Spo- sorry, spoiler, Brad. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll dude, I'm sorry. It. <laughs> okay. Or at the end when they found out that that <laughs> it was all Go a dream. On. It was all a dream. <laughs> I love that joke from The Simpsons. Wow, I can't believe Luke Darth Vader was Luke's father. Oh. <laughs> My favorite part of Hereditary was when Tony Collette found out that Bruce Willis was a ghost all along. Oh, wait, that's another Tony Collette movie. I saw the no, first so three minutes of that movie. Here's a problem I have with Hereditary is non-horror people think that that's what horror, like classy horror should be. And to me, it's just boring. See, like, and I like horror films, but I won't. I, I disagree with their assessment of it. I think it's 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 a fine, uh, like, it's a fine kind of, like, religious cult thriller kind of like thing like or a satanic cult thriller what yeah. elevates it is the craftsmanship but that doesn't necessarily make it like the best horror movie of the but year it had a place i think you're yeah. exactly right it has it a, place a place in the conversation but it's definitely not the best yeah. no like quiet place is way better what? i agree the, actually this is horrible i'm sorry i don't remember the name of this movie but what's the one where uh it was three girls that went into a new house it was uh, two uh girls and then their mother and uh two people broke into the house a big guy and like a a cross-dressing lady, and they, uh, well, the the mom killed the people who broke in. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, uh, it was it a sounds like The Strangers at movie. first, and I'm like, no, it's, it's not a horror the movie. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it was pretty new, I think. Pretty new by, like, the last four years. Well, and the then it, invasion it, things, I think it was, like, that breaking in. It or was breathe. It's not don't, don't breathe, breathe though. Yeah. It was a, it, so so the, the mom kills the two uh, people, and then the girl goes on and becomes like a fantastic writer, and then uh, her the the other daughter had like post traumatic stress disorder, and then the writer came back. The sister, the writer, the novelist came back. I heard of this? To, oh, it was a really good movie. It, that was one where the the ending was way different. I mean, so they kind of lead you along that story, and then at the end you find out that... Did you watch it on Netflix? I think it was probably. That's where I watch everything. I want to check this out. Yeah. It was a really good one. I'm going to type in Sister what, Rider. What's fantastic is that I can never remember the name of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a Give great me. app. It's called Letterboxd. You yeah. should download it, and you can review and rate movies, and it keeps track of the movies you watch. Because I watch so many movies now that I lose track. <laughs> okay, give me 25 seconds. I'll find <laughs> them. Brad, what you watch this week? Only one thing, um, surprisingly enough, uh, and that was Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh. Oh. The PG-13 version of Deadpool. Was it? Is it worth going back and watching it again? Uh, just for the Fred Savage Deadpool uh, bits that go through the movie. Because pretty much like, they, they, they do the Princess Bride version of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, without all the language and gore... Uh, without the gore, it's just it feels oddly edited, and without the language in that removes a lot of story bits, it feels like the longest movie ever. Really? Um, wow. At one point, I was like, "Oh yeah, Cable's in this movie," because he hadn't shown up for about what felt like an hour. Um, but like I said, the Fred Savage Deadpool uh, interaction banter stuff is really funny, and um, oddly enough, it's the second movie this week with like a big Stanley tribute. Uh, at the end, and then in the middle of the movie, you know that graffiti wall yeah. that's shot? They actually put R.I.P. on the wall. Oh, wow. And I was like, wasn't that only like three weeks ago? Like, So they motion tracked and painted that on there? I guess that's your only job. Yeah, that's pretty quick, though, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's worth a watch because the, the new stuff is 
good. But watching the movie with, you know, I, I don't know. It might feel different if you hadn't seen the movie at all before. Um, but as someone who knows what I'm missing, yeah, um, it it feels real like the pace. It, the pacing is what suffers. It just feels hmm. like it just drags so hard. I can see that because it relies so much on, I guess, not necessarily like the raunchiness, but the meta humor that is included with it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I want to check it out just to see if. Well, one, if my favorite joke in there is still in there, because I would assume it is. But uh, also just to kind of see the differences and, and the edit you're describing. So well, If you tell me what your favorite joke is, I can tell you. It's the it's where Deadpool sneaks in to grab the cocaine from uh, Blind Al's house, and then the radio show's playing of the guy that I like. Uh, I, I didn't remember the radio part, but uh, they switched the cocaine to just sugar. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same shot, but he opens up the, the plank, and then the tape just says sugar instead of cocaine. Yeah, the whole joke um, is that he's, she's listening to a classic well, radio bit, and Deadpool plays the because line. Because I again. guess they couldn't show him, like, blowing up, so... Yeah, that's... Well, that's... Well, they show it one time. Because okay. it's, it's it's the first thing that happens in the movie, and then it's, it's replayed later in mm-hmm. the R version, and this time it's, it's the second time. Mm-hmm. So that whole opening... Um, with him blowing up with the monologue, that's replaced by him and Fred Savage. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> who's been kidnapped and taped to the bed <laughs> without his pants on. Yeah. And, and As I, you wish. I found the movie title, it, Incident in a Ghost Land. You guys haven't seen that? No, I've never, never heard of it. Heard of it. it was re- I thought it was really, really good. It was like a new, I- not a new idea. Incident in a Ghost Land. I'll yeah. watch it. I Better thought be it good. pretty I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to fly to Copenhagen. Kick <laughs> <Get> my ass. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Wilderness <laughs> dudes. <laughs> it's a little late to be selling cookies, isn't it? Yeah. Troop leader says we're not beating like we would. The other great thing about the um, Fred Savage bits is that Fred Savage is there to call out like what doesn't make sense in Deadpool's movie. That's awesome. So like, you know, the, the part he talks about, uh, you know, when Vanessa dies, he goes like, Oh, you fridged the hair, the the girl. He's like, "What's that? What's this thing in comics where they, you know, the the lazy thing that comics writers do to give the hero motivation?" People's just like, "We're just gonna continue now." <laughs> <laughs> um, what's another one? Um, God, there's so many good ones. But yeah, it, he mostly serves to just kind of call out the movie where it doesn't awesome. make sense. Yeah. Oh, the time travel stuff. Like, oh, you made a joke about it being lazy writing to hide the fact that it's lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. like zip it, savage. So, so, so Fred Savage is being savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's all I watched this week. Zach, um, watched a couple things. Um, so I uh, went to the theater to go watch the 4K restoration of Schindler's List. Um, I didn't go to Dolby Atmos though, which kind of sucks because that's part of the reason why I wanted to see this restoration, but I couldn't make it out there. Um, but I was the only one in the theater, which was not surprising. It's not a movie necessarily you want to watch at noon yeah. in the afternoon. Hey, everybody, let's go get on the bus and go see Schindler's List. <laughs> Does this guy know how to party or what? I haven't seen this many ribs since Tony Roma's. <laughs> um, so, who did you, uh, you see that from? Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, uh, the, I mean, the movie's still great. Um, I mean, obviously it's, dude. oh boy. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, you know, and I, I mean, we've talked about it obviously a lot this year because of my dumb placement of Saving Private Ryan on my list. Um, but like, I have a hard time like deciding like what is the best Spielberg movie or like what's yeah. my favorite sometimes. Schindler's List is definitely like in the top three or like I mean like even if it's not my favorite, it's it will easily be one of the most important films he's ever made. Yeah. Um and uh it still holds up, it still works really well. Um 
that 4K restoration looks amazing. The only th- the only shot that looks like 4K doesn't do anything much for it is one exterior like wide establishing shot of um Itchek Stern and the rest of the workers outside of the factory before the Russian uh, soldier come up and says you've been liberated. It looks as if, though, it's like a piece of film that just didn't translate well to the restoration process. The rest of it looks stunning. It looks like it was shot yesterday. Um, and, uh, I mean, I love Liam Neeson in that film. I still think that he – if it's not for Sen of a Woman or something like that, like if that's a film that – like or not Sen of a Woman, but like whoever won that year, they – Schindler's List probably should have won that year for Best Actor because Liam Neeson's doing a lot of great uh, stuff English in it. Was it. No, ninety three. It's something else. I can't remember what it is. Um, but Ray Fiennes also. I forgot how terrifying he is in that oh. fucking movie. Like he's disturbing as all heck. And Ben Kingsley, I had a different reappreciation for him in this film because he's he's having to play something very subtle. And um, but yeah, and it was it was it was a good watch actually. Gave, I mean, I had a good cry and. Since I was the only one in the theater, I was kind of allowed to, like, ball without feeling like I need to quiet it down. You should probably still quiet it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the projection is, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> jokes, on you, there's no, jokes on you, there's no more projectionists because it's all digital. <laughs> trying to jerk off up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'd be like, okay, I'm leaving now, bye. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's it's really good, so... If it's any indication, you should probably pick up that 4K restoration, um, the the 4K disc, because it looked really good. Um, I uh, I continued the gauntlet. Um, I'm only two episodes away from finishing it, um, but the one that I really liked was The Day the Time Ended, uh, which is a Charlie Band film, an early Charlie Band film, um, and it's basically like people living out in an adobe hut out in the middle of the desert and suddenly aliens from another dimension or some kind of cosmic storm. Nothing happens. Nothing's very clear, but like the little girl in the house is like friends with the aliens. So only she can stop. I'm like, it's full of insanity. Um, but like it's pretty fun. Uh, they do a lot of star Wars jokes and stuff like that in it, which is, which is pretty neat. Um, uh, but I also like, I kind of liked, I think I now know, what Brad was talking about when he nearly spoiled that ending for me, which I'm like, oh, this is what they're going to do. Um, but I'll continue it to see if it actually comes to fruition. Um, but if my prediction's correct, something's going to be fun in the next batch of episodes we get. Um, I watched a documentary on the uh, uh, Birmingham, Al- Birmingham, Alabama church bombings called Four Little Girls. Um, it's an early Spike Lee documentary, um, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. Are you, are you okay, Zach? Yeah. You watch Schindler's List and yeah. this week. <laughs> it's going to be okay, it's buddy. Be okay. <laughs> well, Schindler's List was because it was in the theater. This one was because like I've been re reevaluating. Not I've always loved Spike Lee, but I'm reevaluating some stuff that I hadn't really like given a second watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, is, I mean, he's a great documentarian too. Like, I mean, this one in particular is is it's a very it's a hard hitting film, and it actually led uh, to uh, the arrest of the three other people who were involved in that bombing who ended up dying in prison, thank God. But it also, like, for how sad it is, though, there's one moment in that film that's very awkward, and Spike Lee talks about it in an interview. He had to interview George Wallace, who was the governor of Alabama and, like, a complete and utter shitheel. And at this time, apparently, he was trying to, like, refurbish or repolish his tale and history and stuff like that, like, like, rewrite his story. 
And he's going like, who says I don't like black people? I love black people. I have a black friend right here. And it's his nurse who takes care of him. And Spike Lee geniusly points the camera up to this black man who's his nurse. And George Wallace is going like, this is my best friend. We do everything together. And that man looks like a deer in headlights going like, help me. Help me. And it's and he talks about it in the interviews. It's like it's, it, you get a look of between the two of them going like, Are you, I'm, I'm so sorry that this is the most awkward thing you've ever probably been a part of. So, um, But it's a great documentary. Um, it's on Prime now, so if you want to check it out, you can. And actually listening to you talk about the Katrina thing, like the next thing on my list is his – documentary when the levies broke which was a four-part hbo thing that i i remember seeing but i don't remember if i watched the whole thing so i didn't have to watch a documentary i lived it yeah, I know. well yeah no. no and by we, lived it brandon listened to the warnings and left. <laughs> we evacuated to like the gorgeous compound in mississippi like a like a resort compound in mississippi wow <laughs> i wonder why they're doing a new Orleans. <laughs> yeah. um and then um like I said, I'm continuing the Clint Eastwood um, analysis. I'm almost done with this, guys. Um, and as I said, my my opinion is changing over the course of the past three years that I've attempted to get this done. Um, but I continued it to um, by finishing up uh, two genres that didn't get tackled. Um, one was Heartbreak Ridge, which I've already talked about on this show before. But the other one was Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, which is Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges uh, together in a kind of a road trip slash heist movie. Um, the director of it is the guy who did the deer hunter, uh, Michael Cimino. Um, and he also did heaven's gate, which is a, how's his- he doing? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I mean, you would know he got kicked out of Hollywood. Isn't um, he dead? I think he's dead. Yeah. But... <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, you, I, I thought you meant like, I thought you meant heaven. I thought you meant heaven's gate. So like, Siri, is Michael Cimino dead? <laughs> See, this is this. I'll tell you how much I know about Michael Cimino. I don't know if he's dead or not. I'm pretty sure he is, but, um, but yeah, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot was his first film. Um, he's fucking dead. <laughs> he is dead. July second, two thousand sixteen. Yes. Oh, right on. Oh, two years. Not right on. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, this film though, it's 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 a weird commentary on uh, camaraderie amongst men and like male bonding. Uh, and it all centers around like Clint Eastwood's a guy who's on the run from uh, the gang that he used to rob banks with because they think they he ratted him out. And he encounters Lightfoot, played by Jeff Bridges, who's like this wandering hippie kid. And they go on little adventures together before they decide to rob another bank in the same town where the original money was supposed to be. And it's it's very interesting how mature it is, and Clint's very good in it. Like It's one of the more subtle things he's done in a movie in terms of acting. Uh, and it's shot beautifully. Like I kind of wish this one was on Blu-ray, readily available, and not in like a big collector set that I have to buy. Because I'd watch just this one alone. Um, but yeah, and Jeff Bridges is great in it. Another George Kennedy performance, and he's really good in it. Uh, he's actually uh, he's the he's the ultimate villain in the film, and he's menacing as all fuck. Um, and uh, 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 Jeffrey Lewis, who was a mainstay with Clint's uh, crew is in it and he's kind of like off to the side but even through that you can tell like he why he was a fun character actor that Clint clearly liked working with so but it's definitely one of the better ones that I've seen in terms of his acting so it's definitely probably going to end up on that top 10 of when I evaluate writer or actor director in both so but yeah I'm going to get on to the westerns this week and go see the mule so I can finish this sucker up and go on to another subject one that's happier and not filled with growling and swelling 
<laughs> yeah, I'm doing like two right now. I'm doing the favorite Blu-rays of this year and, and the Scream Factory stuff. I haven't done Scream Factory because I've been going back and watching like my favorite Blu-rays. Yeah, year. I mean like I, mine should have been done a long time ago. This is it, it's not it's even hard. out of it's not even out of laziness. It's just like I can't. I love I love Clint Eastwood movies, um, but I can't watch them like back to back to back to back as I thought I could because there's like fifty fucking nine thousand of them. So, um, do you guys have favorite movies? Yeah, for oh, yeah. example, I'll, 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 I'll give you. You can guess my favorite movie, Jason. Jeez, oh, not, not my friend. Best friends. Friends. No, no. I hold on, hold on. Give me a second to think about it. Uh, Army of Darkness is my favorite Army movie of Darkness. Of all time. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. So uh, sorry. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it first Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, dude, that one was awesome, right? Absolutely awesome. I think that one was a little underrated. Oh, totally. Do you remember the Pizza Hut commercial in that? Of course. <laughs> Way off in the <laughs> distance. <laughs> I'm dragging on. There's strikes on the batter. <laughs> Some runners are on. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Everyone's <laughs> looking at me. That's crazy. They point <laughs> to the sky <laughs> and I'm looking up at me. Wait. We got, I look to the, the sky <laughs> and I look <laughs> up above <laughs> and a baseball falls <laughs> into my glove. Why, Take it, Brandon. Why is that? That I play right field. It's, it's important, important to know. You, know. you, you gotta, gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw. That's why I play right field. Where right 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 the dandelions grow. As a proud sponsor of the. <laughs> or, uh, Let's talk about the Warner Brothers ball cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you can't watch a Warner Brothers movie. Good, but I don't Warner Brothers, Brothers ball cap. That's crazy, though. Like, that's. Watch that tape so much. There's that's embedded into your oh, yeah. memory. See, Zach is ten years younger than us, so he uh, doesn't remember uh, that stuff. I, I, well, I've seen the movie. I don't remember it as eloquently as you three do. <laughs> no, that, was, also, that was, wasn't so, even the movie. That was a that was a commercial before the movie. Then yeah. that would definitely explain why I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, on VHS, uh, so you can't just skip it. Yeah, you yeah. Have to, so you well, we had that VHS, but I don't remember this at all. <laughs> um, also, yeah, that is. was <laughs> also I've been doing this show um, for a while with these guys now. And I've also just been a nerd in general. That was the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know, I was thinking, I saw. I don't think anybody can top that. Like old comic books from like the late '80s, early '90s, and I forgot like how much Pizza Hut gave you like cool stuff. There's this X Men pack where you got like an X Men movie, X Men trading cards. Book it. Do you remember Book It? That's that's the thing I remember. But they like stopped doing it when I got like in ninth. Or nine, eight remember. or eight, uh, eight I, or nine years old. I think I they know, still do. It. It's just not like as cool as when we did. It's not, it's not when you're in ninth grade. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not ninth grade. Nine years old. Okay, okay. I misspoke. <laughs> I still needed help reading in ninth grade. <laughs> in, gra- in grad school, I was like, I read the entire book cover to cover. Where's my mini pizza? <laughs> Where's my mini pizza? The novel I, I chose. Stuff crust. <laughs> <laughs> the novel I chose to address was fun with Dick and Jane. Now give me my pan pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did that whole tie-in with uh, the Ninja Turtles concert tour. I so you got the cassette tape. Uh, <laughs> I kind of remember yeah. that. Oh. Ninja Rap. Was, uh, was it That's Ninja, Ninja, no. Ninja number Turtles two. two. That's from the second one. But for the first one, yeah, they had the whole, like, the turtle band tour. Um, <laughs> like, even, like, Radio City Music Hall. That's my like, favorite part of that documentary. Hut, you can get the mask, the paper mask out of the box. Like, yeah. you cut out of the box. And then you also get <laughs> the, the grease stains on yeah. it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I totally remember it. that. And then there's a cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> you said that when we sang that, that was the nerdiest thing you've ever heard. I bet you I could top that. Uh, 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 partners in Crime, T- 
Turtle Power came yeah. on when I was in the shower, <laughs> and I was rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was last week. That was last uh, week. <laughs> wait, wait. It just came on? It was, I put it on. <laughs> it was on my 80s playlist. That's like, wait a minute. It just doesn't come on. <laughs> you got to initiate that shit yourself. <laughs> so I'm going re- to so revise my statement. That like That's the nerdiest thing, but it's also like the most admirable, because when I just like listen to Jack Benny records, it's just the saddest thing. <laughs> It was that one, and then Heart, uh, oh, what did Heart sing? Some Heart song. They were, it, my 80s mix is awesome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, theirs are very pop culture oriented. My favorite's Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino's third film. Sweet, sweet. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. I know it's not as exciting as Turtle Power. <laughs> That's your favorite movie? Uh, no, yeah, Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah. It's, okay, okay, cool. Uh, it's, it's and yeah, I've talked probably about Quentin Tarantino's worst movie, so that's yeah. good. Uh, excuse I me, under I, most underrated film. I haven't mean. seen it. It's it's good. It's on Netflix, I believe. Still, I know. I always tell people, I'm like, you can't really judge people's favorite films because mine is literally one that has gaping plot holes, <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense, but it's still hell of a fun. <laughs> Not, yeah, mine's two and a half hours long and uh, is definitely dealing with middle age, which is like <laughs> nothing that I should necessarily be appealed to, but I really enjoy that film. I always um, get scared when people say, "Watch my favorite movie." Because I'm like, how can I be objective <laughs> about this and watch it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I feel that. But I understand people don't like Army of Darkness. They're yeah. wrong, but <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, though. Like I've been thinking about like because like Radio Days was on my top ten, but I can't stand that director anymore, and I don't want to give it any form of credence. So I'm looking for a new number ten now, <laughs> and I think I've almost found it. But yeah, that'd be number ten of them would be hard. Yeah, I mean, I top three wouldn't be. No, uh, no. I mean, so like favorite horror film is. Night Living Dead. I'm better at like genres, yeah, because uh, I don't I don't include Army of Darkness into uh, horror, even though it's lumped into really? horror. Yeah, um, comedy. I think it's more of like a sword comedy. sorcery comedy kind of thing. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. I mean, there's horrific things in it, but I mean, I love Night of the Living Dead, the original, um, the first Spider Man. Even though I think there's Spider Man movies are better, but it'll never replace me driving to Outback and doing like the books yeah. and the line for Spider-Man went all around Denver West and <laughs> to, over to like Qdoba. I was like, man, Spider-Man's going to be huge. I, and then I love Pinocchio. So, um, yeah, my top five actually run into different genres. Like number one, Jackie Brown, which is like my favorite crime movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be or not to be is my favorite comedy. Uh, Zodiac's my favorite drama. Uh, Casablanca is my favorite romance and Halloween's my favorite horror. So like it, it kind of runs the game. Yeah. So, uh, and the producers is just is just there because Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bradley? <gasps> What's top three? <laughs> top three never changes. Ninja Turtles one, yeah. Batman eighty nine. Cool. And then the third one is kind of it does kind of change, but it's always Back to the Future or uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> one point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> 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 You'll know something uh, trivia about Back to the Future. Uh-huh. That and Teen Wolf were the number one and two movies at the same time. Teen so Michael Wolf J. Fox cool. was like he ruled king the, of the world. He ruled the world. Not even king. He just ruled the yes. world. He didn't need a title. He just did it. Did you watch anything else, Zach? No, that's it. Sorry. I only watched two things. Well, actually, one was from last week. I forgot to mention. I uh, I watched the Some Like It Hot Criterion. And oh, they, did they, it look good? Oh, they redid, like, they did a 4K uh, restoration on it, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And I, I, I haven't seen it in a while, and I don't remember, like, the jokes are super risque. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it ends with, so, I don't know if you've ever seen something like a hot, Brandon. With the uh, Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Kind of. So, uh, in the 
story. Um, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon play musicians that are playing in a uh, speakeasy, and um, the feds raid it, and then they run away, and then they witness like a St. Valentine's Day style massacre. <laughs> and the only way they can get out of town is pretending that they're women in an all women's band, um, and then they go down to Florida to escape. Um, and so then Marilyn Monroe's there, and like she's in her sultry best, and she's really funny in it. Uh, Jack Lemmon is amazing throughout the whole film. Tony Curtis is really good. Uh, and throughout the course, uh, Jack Lemmon has dressed up. This old dude is in love with him, her. And uh, so he gets engaged to the old dude. And then at the end of the movie, they're driving away on the boat. And uh, Jack Lemmon's telling him, he's like, no, it'll never work. It'll never work. And he's saying all these other stuff. And then he says, because I'm a man. And he takes off the wig. And the last line in the movie, it says, Eh, can't be perfect and so it's funny and the movie's great the the special features are awesome there's a lot of them there's an actual interview with marilyn monroe mm -hmm. uh, which there's not very many of them she uh, didn't and well it's funny not to not to bring it to my favorite comedian of all time but she didn't do a lot of tv either no one of the few things she did was jack's program and it's yeah. like a gag where she's on a cruise ship and she's in love with him but it's a mirage it's fun yeah it, um, so it's it's really good they have an interview with uh the director billy wilder billy wilder yeah. um and it's uh the dick cavett show and it's, <laughs> i so, love dick cavett yeah so it's is about an hour and a half and it was really good and i mean he escaped uh germany mm -hmm. before uh, world war ii yep so it's a really gr i mean to get it for the restoration of the film and just to have that interview is worth the price mm -hmm. um i don't know if they still have the half off at barnes and noble but if, if they don't it'd be worth me getting it along I, I i picked it up for like 17 bucks yeah i mean it's pretty great I, I he's got a couple on criterion like he's also yeah. got ace in the hall which yeah. if you look at billy wilder's filmography like he is vastly oh, yeah. uh like uh eclectic like he's got a def couple different genres running around they usually all have humor in them yeah. but like ace in the hole is a dark movie uh oh. for the period and something like a hot definitely is like pushing boundaries for its oh moment. yeah it's a great movie and it also reminds you that marilyn monroe is more than just a poster like she was a talented woman just unfortunately very distraught yeah. human being but yeah. like if you see the misfits her last movie before she died like she's great in it well you know uh wilder talks in his interview about the difficulties of working with her mm -hmm. and um it, it's fascinating like she was always late to set mm -hmm. you know she was always on painkillers yeah pop pill popped pills like a mofo yeah. but you know when she wanted to turn it on she could turn it on oh yeah um so that's yeah, a great film if you haven't seen it definitely check it out um it's. I mean, it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. What else can you say? Um, and the only other thing I watched is I watched Leprechaun Returns, which is the new Leprechaun movie, and it was not good. Um, it sucks. That sucked. Yeah. It, like. And also, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was at ten o'clock on Monday, and I'm like, oh, I can watch Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. And never mind. I <laughs> want my money back. Uh, and I uh, <laughs> want my. Money. I had like this credit on Amazon Video, so I got two bucks off on it, and it was three ninety nine, and it's still. <laughs> so in it, it takes place immediately. It's kind of like Halloween where it, they ignore all the sequels. It takes place 25 years after the original. But since you don't like it, it's more like Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yes. <laughs> so in it, um, the dude who plays Ozzy is still around. And he takes this girl, Lila. Yeah, that's her name. Is the Jennifer Aniston character's daughter. She was left the house. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer, Ani Jennifer Aniston was in the first one? Yeah. Oh, Holy yeah. crap. I totally movie. forgot. And she yeah. doesn't want you to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so good, good on you. You're Sorry, doing but... Jennifer Aniston a favor. Um, yeah. It, 
So it's one. It's a sci-fi movie, which whatever. Um, so sci-fi channel. So are they? Um, is, are, is the leprechaun from space in this one? No. Uh, and it, it just so I know this is a leprechaun movie. Now I understand what I'm about to say is going to sound really stupid, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so in it, uh, if you uh, flashback to the original leprechaun, the leprechaun um, gets a four-leaf clover slingshotted down his throat, and he falls into the well. Like um, you do. Yeah, like you do. And so that dude, Ozzy, drops off Jennifer Aniston's daughter. Um, and he walks over to the well because he can hear, hee, me gold, or whatever. And he looks down, and then this green stuff, like, blows up in his face. And he drives away. He's like, hey, I don't feel so good. And he pulls over, and the leprechaun, like, bursts out of his insides. It sounds cool. Yeah, so, like, 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 the gore is cool. But I don't understand how the leprechaun went from, like, green goo into him. <laughs> And uh, so the guys that made the leprechaun movie were like, so he's like in the bottom, like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's leprechaun magic. It doesn't need to make sense. So the leprechaun busts out and he kills people. And even the characters in it, I know it's a horror film, but like sometimes characters are really dumb in them. There's one dude gets his head decapitated by a a drone that the leprechaun's able to control. (laughs) And so he puts his like head against a tree. He's like, no. No, and the drone's like slowly flying in. <laughs> and I don't know if it's supposed to be, you know, funny because yeah. why doesn't the dude just move? I hate it when they do that. Um, and the, I, I don't envy the dude who has to take Warwick Davis's place because oh, so he is not in it. Yeah, which so, I guess he wouldn't. Be uh, he he did an interview. He said, you know, he liked the character, but he has kids now. He doesn't want to do horror. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, so trying to live up to that is hard because the one thing I will say about the Leprechaun movies is Warwick Davis gave his all in it, yeah, and he. Yeah had this charm about it where he was killing people, but his limericks were funny. Yeah. And this guy is just there. Huh. And it, it could be a, a product of the writing. But, I mean, the other Leprechaun movies aren't masterpieces. I think it's also the dude who's performing. Yeah. Um, the gore is okay. And then, like, Ozzy comes back as a ghost, but they never explain how he's a ghost and helping the people. These sorority girls are trying to make the house go green. It's really dumb. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I wouldn't see it. And I was oh disappointed. Uh, I was actually disappointed. Like, this has to be fun, right? I want me gold. I want me gold. <laughs> and it just, nope. All right. Not happening. Never mind. Uh, viewing party canceled. I'd wait until it's on Shutter or something. And, uh, <laughs> thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Leprechaun Returns. That was, that that was so good. <clears throat> Do you know what movie I uh, bought uh, was Night of the Creeps? Do you remember oh, that? I love that. Oh, God, that was yeah. such a cool movie. It's a great movie. Talk about not making any sense, though. Nope. But they that have, one, like, but that one plays creatures. on the yeah. like 1950s aesthetic. And, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense than what he's describing. Oh, yeah. Leprechaun, <laughs> yeah. like because there's, I, I understand the Leprechaun doesn't have rules, yeah. but it doesn't make sense why, like how he comes back doesn't make sense. Why he waited so long to come back doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Why there's a ghost in it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So the rules are all fucked up, and it's. I get that every Leprechaun movie is different, and they don't follow rules. Mm. But at least they would still be. You know, when he's in Vegas, he goes, "A Leprechaun doesn't like iron," and then you're like, "Oh, he can't touch wrought iron." Yeah, yeah. This is like no, nope. <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> we just like the fact that we have an IP that we can exploit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that they went back to because they did try to reboot it as Leprechaun Origins, where it wasn't like, uh, "Woohoo, I'm a Leprechaun." It was like this. Uh, monster that would like rip people apart yeah but i don't know <laughs> and for those listening at home i actually took off my hat and went Hoo! <laughs> uh, yep we that's why i watched this week Woo-hoo, <laughs> yeah. uh, this week on real nerds podcast we saw spider-man into the spider-verse brad should people see spider-man into the spider-verse 
Did your kid just die? No, he's just throwing a box around. <laughs> okay. Uh, Careful, bud. Yeah, this movie's pretty amazing. Uh, the animation alone is like worth the watch. Um, and the story... I don't know. This is one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Um, it just... I, I thought it'd be a mess with all the time travel and different universes. And it, it totally works. It's great. So definitely go see it. Zach? Yeah, um, absolutely go see it. Um, I actually... I'm still trying to debate in my head how I would rank Spider-Man films overall because, like, Homecoming really impressed me, and I still appreciate that first one, if nothing else, for Willem Dafoe. Um, but this one, though... Out, am I? <laughs> Avenge me! <laughs> That's um, the second one. <laughs> uh, no joke, that was one of my favorite Instagram posts I did this week where he's just, like, doing an interview, and I was just like, he's really saying inside, Avenge me! <laughs> um, but, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is... Uh, very, I want to say like unique in its approach to one how to do Spider Man, but two how to do a do a, a comic book movie in general, and definitely salutes the art style of graphic novels or just comic yeah. books in general. Um, I think that uh, I, I think what's amazing about it is like it be, I did not know the Miles Morales story, and I actually it makes me want a live action Miles Morales movie in a big bad way because I do like that origin like. It's got a dynamic to it, but I like that it also does not um, – uh, one of the big things I like is that it doesn't, like, try to – it doesn't seem like it ham-fists itself. Like, it has a good sense of humor about it. It knows it's playing with the multiverse kind of thing, um, and I think Nicolas Cage is proving time and time again that he's some of the best parts of some really recent movies. Um, so, yeah, I would go check it out. Um, I was very impressed by it. Yeah, I mean, the animation style alone makes it fun because there's so many movies, uh, computer-generated movies now that not necessarily look the same but have the same feel to them. And this one really embraces the comic book aesthetic. Yeah. Um, whether it's thought balloons, whether it's uh, dialogue boxes. Um, the, the movie's really awesome. Uh, it's not quite the Miles Morales story from the comics, so they, they tweak that a lot. Okay. Um, it does still... Uh, See, I'd say I'll, I didn't I'll know get that. To, I'll get so. to spoilers later, but... Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I uh, this movie is great and it's really fun and it takes a really fun that you're right that it can be convoluted with the multiverse and what's everything that's happening, but they did a really good job with it and um, I think getting the character of Miles Morales right is the most important thing because you're introducing him. Everybody knows who Peter Parker is. You're introducing a character that maybe not everyone's familiar with that sh- should be honor the role of Spider Man. Yeah. And I, I think it was really well done. Uh, here's a trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My name is Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I saved the city, fell in love, then I saved the city again, and again, and again. Look, I'm a comic book, a serial, I did a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man swings in once a day, zip zaps off in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I want to hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miles Morales. I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear the Super Collider? You're gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're like me. 
All right, kid, listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe. So you want to learn to be Spider-Man. Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, you're doing it. Double tap to release and whip it out again. Okay. Whip and release. You're a natural. Whip. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes soon. Brooklyn is going to collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Miles, what's wrong? This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the collider, none of us will have a home to go home to. Remember, what makes you different, let's go, is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. <laughs> Wait, what? That way, that way. Other way, other way, other way, other way. Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak them out. Spider-Man Spider-Verse stars a uh, a half uh, black, half Puerto Rican um, kid named Miles Morales, who is um, really smart and he goes to like an advanced school. Yeah. um, But he just wants to be a normal kid. Um, He meets up with his uncle Aaron and he Mm -hmm. gets bit by a radioactive spider, which gives him the powers of Spider-Man. And while he does that, there's also a Peter Parker in the world. Well, sort of the powers of Spider-Man, because I don't remember Spider-Man... Being yeah. able to electrocute things and oh yeah no so invisible. yeah that's that's from the comics he has like a venom stinger and is able to turn invisible um so basically in the comics and I, the guys to kind of touch on it the spider is genetically altered to basically take the best of everything um so yeah so he's so the lab that was doing the Alchemax, universe yeah. yeah made that spider yeah and it was just like on the loose because whatever yes because uh, well in the in the original version he gets his uncle Aaron steals stuff from Oz Oscorp is the original thing in Ultimate Spider Man Miles Morales. But here he's working for Yeah. So uh it's Ultimax they, or Yeah, they, they they tweak it a little bit. And that's fine. You know, I, I always have a problem too like I hate that they make the Green Goblin like the monster. Like I, I just miss like a normal Green Goblin. That was um, the one thing that like I, it didn't weird me out, but I was just like, I guess that's a choice. But that, but that's from Ultimate Spider-Man. He uh, yeah. Norman Osborn injects himself with the stuff that made Spider-Man, and it right. turns him into that. Um, but yeah, and like, and I guess like the the disclaimer on this is like, as I've said before in the past, and I'll say again, I'm not the world's biggest Spider-Man fan, so I don't know every single thing yeah, about what's happening. You don't need it. I mean, they do a good job of condensing the story. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, his uncle, as you find out too, is the Prowler, which he is in the comics too. Uh, and which is the element that intrigued me the most which is like it's not a flip on the uncle thing but it's like no, it's a, a different take yeah on it's it. a different take on it and also the fact that he does still have his parents yeah when all is said and done so like it's it's a different approach to like okay well he's not necessarily entrenched in like severe drama other than his uncle's death but he still has his parents so like the drama in there is also connecting with his father who's a police yeah. officer yeah i mean they tweaked his story in, in ultimate spider-man he um witnesses peter parker is killed by the green goblin and ultimate spider-man right and that um, and thus passing the torch and, yeah and this one he kind of is and then the kingpin kills him oh. um 
And so then he finds out there's more than one Spider-Man universe with Spider-Gwen and then uh, Peter Parker shows up. Uh, Spider-Ham, Penny Parker shows up and Spider-Man Noir, which has maybe my favorite. So each character in it um, has like a little comic book introduction. Right. And uh, my favorite line in it is, sometimes I hold a match and let it go down and burn my fingers just so I can feel something. (laughs) It's like maybe the greatest line in the movie. Yeah. Um, Um, That one and... um so Spider-Ham is something that I was looking forward to, and thankfully it paid off in stride thanks to John Mulaney. Oh, yeah, that's um, great. But uh, the fact that when Spider-Ham uh, has to go back to his universe near the end, uh, he they they make a Looney Tunes joke. They ask, can he do that? And then he just gets ascended and floats into the air like an angel going up to heaven. And he <laughs> says, that's all, folks. Yeah. And he just goes away. It's really, it's uh, really funny. It, it was really great. Uh the movie is really fun. I, I think uh, Brad's right. It's one of the best Spider-Man movies for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I only had, and I told you this about the movie, I only have one slight issue with it, and I don't like Spider-Man, mo- uh, a Peter Parker character that gives up. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and it works well in the movie. I understand that. But, you know, he let himself go. He's depressed. Uh, to me, that's not Peter Parker. And so that's my one issue with the whole film is, like, he wouldn't give up. Well, that universe is one did. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> and that's fine. And it works for the movie because... When he doesn't want to help Miles, and then he realizes he should help Miles, because there's also a gr- line that actually cried in it. Like he said, um, "I can't live with another Spider-Man dying," and he says, "Neither can I." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." Yeah, uh, and Jake Johnson does a great oh, yeah, job as really... Peter Parker. Because I was role. worried about that too. I'm like, "Really, Jake Johnson?" I don't know if I'm going to buy him. And his Peter Parker was great, and and, and it does a great job of. Um explaining his position in terms of like well one his relationship with mj but also just like how he's behaving in that yeah. universe prior to the sucking into the other universe and... you know i even i mean i was surprised in a couple of ones like the lady <laughs> doc ock i was surprised like that came out of kind of nowhere that was really cool uh, to be honest. tombstone makes an appearance in it which is awesome mm-hmm. uh he's is that the gray face guy uh yeah okay. he's uh and the kingpin's henchman i keep thinking you thought he was like solomon grundy but like uh, he kind of looks like him yeah. yeah um in the comics he's just like uh Basically has skin that can't be penetrated. That's mm-hmm. where he gets the name Tombstone. Um, and he was made fun of because he's a African-American albino. So uh, his skin, he can he's like bulletproof and really tough. Um, so it's cool to see Tombstone in there. Uh, and, you know, there's some, the, the, when they break into um, Alchemax or where do they go? The Kingpins, whatever. Um, and there's a, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there's a great shot where Miles is trying to learn to be Spider-Man and Peter Parker, like, Rubs his chin and then Miles is mimicking him. I think it's great. <laughs> um, and I dug Spider Gwen a lot too, like oh, which yeah, I've o- awesome. I'd only heard a little bit about, so I wasn't like too familiar with the whole scenario. But like, that's an interesting angle, which it, is that. Uh, and what was really cool but, yeah, too, Peter the, dies and stuff like that. The so. movie is they integrated all these styles. So Sp- when they introduced Spider Gwen and she's given it, it looked like the comic book. Spider-Man Noir looked like the comic book. Yeah. You know, uh, the Penny Parker was an anime, and every time it cut to her, it was like different animation style. Spider-Ham seemed like a... Like a, like like an a ad- cartoon. Yeah. It was... It, it, it was really well thought out, and it was pretty amazing. I, you know, I read some reviews where the this, they were like knocking the animation style. I'm like, what are they talking about? I think that they're... like they, Either they don't understand that that's what it's supposed to do, or they're like just annoyed by it being different than everything else that's CG animated. Because yeah. that's the thing that makes this pop above uh, above all the other things we've just said. Like The thing is, is like you're right. A lot of CG animated films do look too similar to each other and are only defined by the different character designs and drawing styles. This 
intentionally decides, okay, we're going to look different. Yeah, it's, it's like like when UPI was going up against Disney and they clearly yeah. changed the aesthetic yeah, game. Yeah, and I think you have to because that's what we've missed in hand-drawn animation is each movie's unique. Yeah. And now it's CGI and not that they look great. They're amazing-looking films, but you lose the uniqueness to them almost. It, it's hard to distinguish it unless you're very clear on your vision. Like, yeah. Jendi Tartavarsky kind of get away gets away with it with those Hotel Transylvania oh, yeah. movies because they are clearly... The third one especially. Yeah, I would agree. And like, and they, they have a distinct style, but like, this isn't to knock Disney at all because they do great work, but like, they're, all their films, like none of their films like have necessarily a distinctive style with the exception of Zootopia yeah. um, of recent years. Like, And I guess Wreck-It Ralph, but Wreck-It Ralph kind of lends itself to that. But like, Frozen, Moana, and like the princess movies, they tend to all look very similar. Um, and I guess I was also fascinated by um, – I liked that we got a good Kingpin story, which I haven't watched all of Daredevil, <laughs> so I don't know how great uh, uh, D'Onofrio is as Kingpin. But it's pretty good. I'm sure he is. Like, Especially I, season three. Yeah, I mean – I won't deny that. Like, I, again, I just haven't seen it yet. But because um, I only watched like the first three episodes of Daredevil uh, season one. But Liev Schreiber as Kingpin was pretty fucking great. And I didn't. And I, again, being Spidey ignorant for the most part, other than like the basics, I didn't know Kingpin had a family. Um, like, yeah, he the, does uh, in the well, in the series, he doesn't have the kid. Right. But. Uh, but I'm, I was wondering if Vanessa is a creation of the Daredevil series or she's from the comics. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan has left the table. We'll He's be right back after this. Uh, no, Vanessa Fisk <laughs> is in the comics, and she did not know that her husband was the kingpin of crime. And his because of what he – how he um, – so that scene in the film where she walks in with her son and she sees him being up Spider-Man, that's directly from the comic books. Mm. And her son actually becomes a crime boss called The Rose – Oh, I guess that's a spoiler. So, um, uh, I mean, I guess it's like 30 years old. But so anyways, when his son got older, he started challenging the kingpin and the, like, who is the rose? Who is the rose? And then it revealed that it was his son who was supposedly dead. Uh-huh. And he came back and like challenged the kingpin and ruined him. Yeah, because in the Netflix series, uh, it's just Vanessa. There's no mm-hmm. kid. And she's like into the fact that he's a crime boss. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. He And I mean, in. In Spider-Man 2, she dies, and he does try to get her back constantly. Um, it's good stuff. But, yeah, and I, I love Spidey Noir, obviously. Like, oh, yeah. I love a black and white. Like, that that totally fit me. But one thing that I like, surprised the hell out of me, because I didn't know she was in this, Lily Tomlin is Aunt May. Yeah. And she, it's a fun Aunt May. Yeah, no, and I, you know. A I, badass Aunt I love, too, that there really wasn't a montage of, like, quickly Miles being Spider-Man. Yeah. He actually had to earn being Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool. Um, Who's his friend in Homecoming? Uh, his, his Ned. Ned, because Ned's in the movie. Well, but... it's, it's Genki is, like, the actual character Uh-oh. that they repurposed as Ned in Homecoming. Okay. But yeah, he's an ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, but um like but he's like he's got great great but he's got great bits even though he yeah. doesn't have a character really necessarily, no. but um and yeah, and I liked the whole like aesthetic of it and just kind of like weaving in and out of like the different history of Spider-Man and the thing was like so a couple weeks ago after Stan passed away you know, I told I, I said like I don't know when I'm gonna cry about it because like I know I'm gonna cry about it eventually, and it happened with his cameo because mm-hmm. it did two things. One, it reminded me of how much I love his inspirational words, and then his cameo ends with a fucking joke, yeah. <laughs> which is like no refunds for the Spider-Man mask, and we should explain the cameo is yeah. like he's 
he's selling Spider-Man, he's, but he's also saying that anybody can wear the mask, which he's always said. Yeah. And he thinks that's why Spider-Man's transcended time is you never see his face. So he can be Indian. He can be Asian. He can be black. He can be Puerto Rican. It doesn't matter. And right. I, I think that's true. And I, you know, I always go back because remember Donald Glover was talking about being Spider-Man and it's um, one of the best parts of his stand-up special. Yeah. And it, it, you know, people ask me, does Peter Parker have to be white? He doesn't have to be white. It's the character of Peter Parker that matters, not what color his skin is. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I believe that 100%. Right. Because just find the best person to be Peter Parker. Right. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And, and seeing this Stan cameo was like, oddly enough, it was the most moving that I'd seen in a while. Like, I mean, Did you I, see there's a Shaun of the Dead Easter egg in it? It's uh, like Shaun uh, uh, from, uh, from Dusk Till Shaun. <laughs> it's uh, it's in Times Square. There's a poster, and Edgar Wright tweeted it. It's pretty awesome. Oh, there's uh, there's also a um, the movie's so dynamic though. It's like yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's going to take a few watches to get everything. Yeah, it, and it's so tense too. <laughs> like it, I was just thinking, it's kind of like Lego Batman movie where yeah, it's its own thing, uh, and it's also a good story, but it also honors the mythology. Yeah. with tons of Easter eggs. Um, there's a Seth Rogen. Oh, po- yeah. there's a Seth Rogen poster where Seth Rogen's a jockey and says, "Hold your horses." <laughs> you know, and it's. It, it's in the same vein as a Lego Batman where it's still honoring who Batman is and doesn't really change his character, but the character has to learn something throughout it. And, you know, Lego Batman is about being part of a family. Yeah. And in and, and Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse, it's Miles learning to be a hero where the other Spider-Men don't believe he's ready and Spider-Women don't believe he's ready to be it. Yeah. But he proves that he is. And I, I think that's an awesome moment in the film. I said it, it takes him. I mean, he doesn't. He's not even Spider-Man until the last twenty minutes. Yeah. So, it's good. The, speaking of honoring the history, that post-credit sequence. Oh, the post-credit sequence is amazing. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, so at the end, yeah, um, explain it. Spider-Man twenty ninety nine uses. So in the comics, they they have these wrists and uh, bands, and they're able to go in between the multiverse, and the multiverse is controlled by the web. Uh, like a literal web and every time a web breaks something happens in spider-verse in the comics there's these guys called the inheritors and they're basically vampires that suck the life force out of spider-man mm. um anyway so they put this wrist on and spider-man 2099 goes back to 1967 cartoon <laughs> spider-man in the same animation and it's uh yeah pretty awesome and i mean they even have a lot of the memes at the end where they're doing the credits uh, like one of my favorite is when Spider-Man's laying on the train tracks with his like laying kind of sexy like. Yeah, his draw me like one of your French girls Jack pose. <laughs> yeah, and it's that one's in there. So there's it, it is a dense movie, but it, it goes by really fast for being two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, um, and um, it's well done. Yeah, and just that ending credit sequence alone, like I was trying to imagine like how like how that kind of animation is like it's so meticulous and detailed. Like if I was trying to make it an After Effects and like there's like yeah. multiple Spider-Man and like they're flying and. The camera's changing. I was like, oh, my God, how much work? Like, how many years did it take to make this? I really hope that the the Blu-ray and 4K actually has a real making of. Yeah. um, And they show you how to do it. You know, that's my one complaint about Marvel stuff. I mean, I forgot to mention what I've been watching, but I watched the Mission Impossible Fallout. And that documentary is an hour and, like, a half of, like, all the cool stunts Tom Cruise does. So it's pretty badass. Because, I mean, I don't need to tell him, oh, we did this shot and this. Like, how you jumped from an airplane at 30,000 feet is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I want to see how they do that, because I heard it was a blend of hand-drawn and computer animated. Right, and it's using some kind of blur technique. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how they did that, and I really hope that they do, even though this is technically a kid's movie, I hope they spend some time and 
peel back the layers of it's, it. It's just going to be a dumb five-minute tutorial how to draw Spidey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like my Hotel Transylvania 3. Hey, but guess what? You can get out your crayons and you can do it, Ryan. <laughs> so I guess my next question is, do they keep making these movies? Uh, I heard they are. They're making called uh, Spider, uh, Spider Girls or Spider Women, and it's going to be Spider-Gwen and Spider-Women all around uh, fighting someone. So, um, but the Miles Morales storyline is kind of like, this is it? Uh, so far, I guess. So they're going to yeah. branch off and do other ones. Um, I mean, I mean, awards are trivial. However, it's gonna, it has to win. It has to win because I was actually rooting for Isle of Dogs to be Wes Anderson's win for finally. But I kind of want this movie to win. This is nothing I've ever seen before. Like, yeah. yeah, that's wise. the like, thing. It needs to, yeah. And I mean, it's, what, 98%? So everybody loves it. But. Yeah, the only thing I see stopping it is Disney's monopoly on things usually, but you know that might change. But I, I mean, it serves Disney to for it to do well as well. Yeah, technically, because yeah. they still own Spider Man. Or they, yeah, they still have an interest. They have interest. an interest. Not yeah. they won't make any money off the movie, but they can make money off the character. It was it was part of news, but I didn't get a chance to read it, so I didn't mention it. But I guess like Marvel or Sony's trying to re up on Spidey. Which... Oh yeah, well. I mean, I would if I was Sony. I mean, he's the biggest character they have. And then, I mean, just loan him out to Marvel. Yeah. That's what you do. Um, Next week, we're seeing Mary Poppins Returns, which should be fun. There's like five movies coming out, but I made the decision for Mary Poppins. It's okay. We got a bunch of dead weeks that we can fill Aquaman and Bumblebee with. Yep. I can't wait to see Mary Poppins, y'all. I know. I want to, like, capture the video and make a trailer of... Mary Poppins Returns, but Yondu's in it. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go see Spider-Man. Brandon. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Any parting words for our listeners? Nope. (laughs) Should they see Goonies? You should see Goonies. (laughs) Are you going to go see Spider-Man now? Thanks to our review. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the movie sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, you can see it out in Denmark. Do they have electricity there? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it all powered by windmills? (laughs) You got to pedal a bicycle. Is there Swiss cake rolls there? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Are the projectors hand cranked? (laughs) They have Danishes. They call them, uh, like, another bread. (laughs) They They call it bread. (laughs) (laughs) They call it local. (laughs) No no parting words of wisdom. You're a doctor, for God's sake. No, not really. Be excellent. What are you a doctor of? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cellular and genetic medicine. Okay, so um, what genetic medicine should people be taking? <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Any kind, just ingest most of it. Are <laughs> Flintstone <laughs> vitamins included in genetic medicine? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not? I've been Probably. taking it for 20 years. You shouldn't have man. eaten that entire bottle last night. <laughs> <laughs> Can you OD on Flintstone <laughs> vitamins? <laughs> I know you have to do a pun on the title, but the title of this episode should be Can You OD on Flintstone Vitamins? (laughs) (laughs) Or at least in the description, we answer the age-old question. Yep. Thanks, Brandon. You're welcome. Sorry, I wasn't more entertaining. Yeah, it was awful. Um, don't worry, you won't be back for another like 300 episodes, so we're good. You have time to build up your interview skills. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, uh, watch the movies while you're gone. You know, come back. Come back, and then, you know, if you can't remember them, do what you did. Bust them out on your phone. So what movie do people need to see? Um, incident in a ghost land. Something okay, like I saw, like, you don't remember from like 45 minutes ago? No. You shit. Oh, you know, we forgot to say we watched Tommy Boy together. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Tommy Boy in forever. And I... You know, I've seen it so many times, but 
there's like little moments that you forget. And I could not stop laughing when Rob Lowe at the end like takes off running and Chris Reigns runs like, "Hey, you forgot your wife." <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. That movie's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Every ten minutes, there's that something. Guy there. in a little. <laughs> <laughs> Throw stuff off bridges. Plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff. Yep. That's what we do. Watch movies. Bye. Bye. Say bye in Dutch uh, or Danish. I don't know how you, you don't do know how to say bye. <laughs> no. How do you say uh, hi? Uh, hey, Motherfucker's been there for ten years. He's <laughs> gonna say bye. <laughs> he always leaves the room, and people are like, "Where's that guy going?" <laughs> you're literally the hasta la vista. You're literally like <laughs> the, the immigrants that people hate that come to their country. I know. You I don't suck. learn their language. <laughs> it's English. We speak English. Everybody speaks English. So they have they so they're taught another language. Yeah, yeah. And you can't make it. Oh, no. You went to university out there, and you can't make it a goal. <laughs> and all of them speak so, perfect English. So let me ask you a question. So you've told me this, and I want you to say. So you went to the University of Copenhagen, uh-huh. not only for its great uh, program, but what else do they do for you? For if you go to the University of uh, Copenhagen, um, they I don't know. Do, don't they pay for your schooling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pay for your schooling, and you can't learn to say fucking hi or bye in <laughs> fucking Danish. It's too much work for me. I can't, I can't be bothered. Like, oh, thank you for coming to our country. Here's money to do your research and get your doctorate. I can say, I can say, I remembered. I can say, me min gil lona du belviasa. Nice. Means, what does that can mean? Can my goat borrow your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a nice. That's a nice poll. <laughs> so they're so fed up with uh, Americans that are thinking about building a dike <laughs> around the border. <laughs> <laughs> and America's going to pay for it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All because of you. Yes. <laughs> you went to school there. Didn't bother to learn to say hi or bye. There's yeah. a wanted poster of you in Copenhagen. <laughs> just, just a drain on their resources. <laughs> <laughs> What's that story you're telling me about? You were so drunk, you knocked over a bike, and the cops are like, "You're just gonna leave it there." <laughs> I was like, "You don't understand. I, if I if I try to bend over, I'm gonna fall, and I won't be able to get back up again." I was super happy. What, what did the cops say to you? That he was, was like, not very he nice. was like, "You don't think that's weird?" I was like, "No, <laughs> we're, I'm from America. We knock over shit all the time and not pick the it up." The police are even trying to make you a better person. <laughs> I'm like eating Snickers, throwing the wrappers up. <laughs> it's okay, Brandon. We believe in you. <laughs> Can we give you a ride home? Fuck you. <laughs> so, so Thanks short, for helping us in our American Danish relations. You're welcome. So I'm in short, Copenhagen rules. <laughs> but it's you, fun. You, you hear that, University of Copenhagen? You can pay for someone to get a doctorate. They don't even have <laughs> the nerve to learn your language. No, I tried. My problem was, in my defense, I, it was like it was is 17 it hour days in the laboratory. Oh, I, I thought like you say the language is going to no, be hard. No. No. It's tough, but. Um, so is everything in the lab in English? Everything in the lab. Oh. So it's like half day. It's, it, most of the most of the uh, scientists out there are are foreign. I think. Oh really? Uh, there's like ten percent of them are Danish, probably. Depends on the laboratory, obviously. But and it was tough. I mean, it was. I, I'm not that smart. I, uh, I am not a language guy. <laughs> so it was. I tried. <laughs> You're your best ever. Dutch. <laughs> it's actually Danish, but okay, I'll try. It. And then what else I had to say? Okay, say so what, what movie did you watch yesterday? What movie did you watch today? <laughs> no, what movie did you watch? The did you watch Tommy Boy? Routine. <laughs> yeah. What was Tommy Boy about? And he was sitting on the shelf, and the clock was. 
Oh, I don't remember that time boy with a little duck <laughs> in the machine and on the shelf, but all right. Kellen, say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Neighborless Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.